podcast is filmed before a live studio audience. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast with Jason and Mike. I'm Jason. And I'm Mike. We're coming to you from the Pug Cave located here in Gainesville, in beautiful downtown Lincoln in the great state of North Carolina. Mikey, brother. Man, what's going on? Not much, man. It's, it's been a, it's actually been a, kind of a chill week. A, any uh, tales yeah. from the swap today? Tales from the swap are, are, are very few. Well, that's I good. I don't think a whole lot has happened. So any uh, run-ins with the White Witch or anything? Nothing. Don't jinx us now. Yeah, I know. She may show up. Don't jinx us, man. And, of course, we got to introduce our trusty, loyal manservant. Uh, <laughs> it still cracks me up to call him that. <laughs> but all the way from Puttingham, England, the one and the only Sir Ian Pudsworth. Pudsworth, what's up, brother? Pretty good, G. I'm good, brother. I'm good, man. I'm doing real good today, Mike. You know why I'm doing real good today? Why is that? Because we get to welcome back to the Pud Cave. Yes. The one and only, our first guest ever on the podcast. Yes. Back for a return visit, back for our first sequel of a show. And that is the one and only Mr. Wayne Sisk. Wayne, brother, how's it going, brother? Oh, man. Yeah, woo! Good to see you guys. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I already hit the wrong button. Here we go. Already here we go. It's, oh, fuck it. Start over. Take two. You got a guide up here. <laughs> yeah. We actually had to write it down. <laughs> uh, I don't know which one they hit, man. Yeah. And, uh, dude, yesterday, this, this little sampler, man, it runs off a little SD card. And uh, basically, you can take sounds off and on. And I wanted to switch some stuff up. So I came in yesterday, and I said, well, instead of taking the whole sample, I'm just going to take the SD card home, you know, do this, do that. I swear to God, I took the SD card out of this little machine. I put it in my pocket. I said something to Mike. I said, man, I hope I don't lose this. You know, I need a little case or something for it. I go home, man, to put, you know, the new sample on it. I can't find the SD card. I tore up my car. Dude, I probably spent about 30 minutes looking for this thing, just freaking out. Do you know where it was, Wayne? Where? It was still in the fucking machine, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> he actually said, he, we were in here messing around with a bunch of stuff yesterday. It's like, man, I had a case for this thing. I, I lost it, too. I lost it. I need something for her. I'm going to lose this motherfucker. And sure enough, he says this morning, I lost that damn thing. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so, man, it's 7 o'clock this morning. I'm going to Walmart, you know, getting, and I got a new SD card. I got the sampler. <laughs> For the most part, man, obviously, you know, it's not 100%. You know, you know you're never going to, just not going to ever get that. You know what I'm saying? But so I still got to tweak it a little bit. But we got a sampler. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. And we even got a new. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new one, man. We just added That's that. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. yeah, man. Yeah. I think it adds a little bit to it. That, well, that could be useful in many areas. Oh, it will be. It will oh, be. I'm sure and it's going to get used up. <laughs> And, and maybe not so useful in others. Exactly. Yeah. And we'll get that too, man. We're going to hit that too. <laughs> but uh, well, I told him this morning, I was like, man, what you need to do is get a case for that SD card and, and just put a necklace on it or <laughs> keep it around your neck. I told him I was like, I'll pierce my ear and just have that some bitch in my ear. There you go. Stylish <laughs> and helpful. And, and, man, stylish and, uh, well, and, uh, and helpful. Yeah, man. Yeah, and utilitarian. Uh, practical. Guess, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very practical. You know, accessorized. Accessorized. Exactly. Started I just got to make thing. sure it brings out my eyes. Man, I got to get the right kind of SD card. You know, I want to make sure it sets off my, my purse. Six nine, know. I'll be wearing one before long. <laughs> Whew, all that rapper that went to jail. <laughs> Wait, but you're gonna have to narrow that down. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Oh, that one rapper in jail. <laughs> Which one? The one that's in jail right now, not the, not the one that's going in. Now that's that one dude with like the the uh, oh not Arkell. <laughs> he, he's getting. He's getting. I'm close. going to pee on you. No. Oh. 
fucking close. <laughs> All right. Oh, the rainbow. Yo, boy. Yeah, that, yeah, that one guy, that one rapper. He's got like the cur- like the funny looking hair, like the rainbow bright hair. That one guy. Six nine. Yeah, yeah, man. Six nine. That's what's his name again? Six nine. Six nine. Yeah. Oh, like like the sex position. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 clever. That's clever. Now, ain't that the guy that looks like he ate a box of crayons? <laughs> yeah. Got the part. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with these people, Wayne? He's careful, dude. He's taking a lot. You see his album covers, man. He's he's, he's been on the stuff, man. He, oh, yeah, he, he's he's probably taking a trip or two. Oh, or for or, sure. or four Stay or five on. or a hundred. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I know you guys are big into conspiracy theories. Talking about taking a few trips. Have you? Did you ever explore the uh, MK Ultra conspiracy? Oh yes, sir. Yeah. Actually, uh, there's a really good show on that online called The Good News with the Reverend Doctor. Yes. We, we we don't know who produces that show. We've yeah, just heard. Yeah. You know, we just get news from good them. Stuff. But uh, yeah, man, we actually go into that. Did uh, you know that uh, the the famous gangster Whitey Bulger was actually a, a uh, subject of that MK Ultra experiment yeah, when he was in prison? Yeah, yeah. man. Oh, uh, yeah, we were going into that a little bit. That's some wild stuff. It is, brother. man. Yep. And y'all threw me down the rabbit hole with that one y'all did. Good lord! Oh, the Baron Trump. Baron Trump thing that just freaked oh, me oh, out. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Dude, I, I swear, when I was watching that, I'm like, this can't be. This can't be real. I went through some of those videos that you put a, a link to and everything. Yeah. Like that, I'm going, uh-oh, uh-oh, and I'm, I could not believe half of that crazy. Crap. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Yeah, man, I tell you, a friend of ours, Amanda, uh, she listens to us, and she had posted on our Facebook, or, or one of our, it might have been either my personal one on the podcast, I can't remember, uh-huh. and she said she ordered both those books just from listening to us, wow. and I'm like, man, that's, I mean, that's freaky stuff, dude. I believe in coincidences, obviously, but man, that's... Well, yeah, I got, I got a lot of shit from Jason about, you know, dogging out kids. <laughs> <laughs> Do what now? Yeah, remember you say, hey, man. Oh, what's, yeah, what's yeah, up? yeah. You can't so, kick on the kids now, man. It's all right. <laughs> If he's a time traveler. That's true. That's the loophole. Yeah, that's the loophole. I'm not not saying anything about the the young man either. I'd say I do believe that the children, unless they are in public life, are off limits. Sure. Unless they put themselves out there. Even if they're like, especially if they're underage. I mean, you cannot blame a kid for who his parents is. Right. But this was just one of those things that you just could not sort of ignore. I mean, it it was just out there. The one conspiracy that just sort of got me off started was, you know, back the, the original one in, in my generation was the uh, Kennedy assassination. Right, which, right. Which uh, is one of those that still, and, and you know, you can look at it logically and everything like that, but there are still so many unanswered questions There's a lot of questions, that. man. And, and, I, and I just, like I say, I don't know about a lot of it. And then, of course, the most recent one that I was into was I still think that 9-11 was done by those actual Saudi hijackers. Right, sure, sure. But the thing that still bothers me to this day is that right after 9-11, every airplane in the U.S. was grounded. Right. Except for one. Right. And that one mysterious plane that went to several cities and picked up every member of the uh, Osama bin Laden family. That's right. And flew them back to Saudi Arabia before, before. the FBI could talk before. to them. Right, it makes which you, bothers me no end. Yeah, yeah man, there, there's definitely some holes. I think the Reverend said it. That's true. Yeah, man, I, I remember hearing about that. I think the Reverend said it best. You know, it's nine eleven is definitely our generation's JFK. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to be asking yeah. questions about this thing. Uh, you know, man, when I get into conspiracy, and I know today's subject's not conspiracy. I'm man. sorry. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, man. This is well, this is the podcast, brother. We, we'll get on subject in about an hour. That's you know? <laughs> <laughs> usually how it goes. <laughs> but, you know, man, I, I, I always got to watch myself with conspiracy theories because, 
you know, man, you don't want to go too far out with it, but I don't think there's anything wrong with questioning things. Right. You know, to be like, well, man, there seems a little fishy. This seems like there's some holes in it. You know, but I think it always just boils down to keeping it, trying to keep it between the lines, man. Yeah. You know, we don't want vigilantes. You know, we don't want anything like people to go out here and say, well, we're going to start bombing the White House. And, you know, it's, but I think to think outside the box, man, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. 9 11. There does seem to be some holes. I, I'm with you, Wayne, to a certain degree. I I, I don't think it was an inside job. No, uh, nothing, nothing I've seen. Because, you know, man, I, I'll watch the you know conspiracy videos on 9-11. But then I'll watch the debunking videos right beside exactly. it. Exactly. And try to kind of... And, you know, Wayne and Mike and Puzzleworth, all you guys, this is what kills me about that stuff, man. I'm not very educated, per se. You know, intelligence is questionable. <laughs> but when I listen to these people, man, let's say I listen to, like, Loose Change, you know, one of the pro inside job conspiracy theories everything they say sounds good to me then i'll put in the debunking video everything they say sounds good to me exactly you know i mean it's all so far over my head man well and and like i say there is nothing wrong with questioning anything i mean you cannot just go through life accepting the status quo because you will eventually get disappointed or or took. Or, or yeah, yeah. And, or worse, and the right. thing of it is, I believe that, uh, like you, you can look at something and say this is a credible witness, or if you got if you're talking to someone who just last week <laughs> was arguing with their cat, you <laughs> you cannot you <laughs> cannot really trust you're them. You're right, man. You're right with with, with right. what they're saying. Yeah. And you know, when I think <laughs> a theory or a debunking is only as good as a person can sell it. Hey, you know, man, I think there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah, it's how yeah. you present it, yeah. you know. And I think a lot of times, too, especially, let, let's just bring up Alex Jones as an, as an example. Right. Now, back about 10 years ago, I was all in some Alex Jones, mm-hmm. man. That started dying out probably about nine and three quarters of years ago. In other words, for about three or four months, yeah. I was really kind of getting into him. One thing, love him or hate him, you know, Alex Jones has charisma, man. Yeah, yeah. He he's has, personality. He personality's the word, he's, man. He's and definitely that's, a personality. And like I said, that's why he can take... You know, man, the thing about Alex Jones is I watched him on the Joe Rogan pocket. First time I really listened to Alex Jones in uh, almost a decade. Dude, one minute, he sounds like he is on point. He yeah. sounds like he's clear-headed. He's making sense. Things do sound legitimate. And then he will just take a hard left, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, <laughs> it's just... He talks around a not, lot of stuff. Oh I, yeah, talks around a lot of stuff. I, 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 I think I've it, listened uh, to him like you say, and it's just—he's lost any. To me, he's lost any credibility. Oh yeah, man, I mean, yeah. there's just nothing in him anymore. <laughs> he could walk up to me right now and say, "You know, your pants are blue," and I would say, "What color are they?" Yeah, yeah. really, man. Yeah, I just, yeah. He's lost all credibility. But the same, by the same token, is like I say, if you've got that charisma, if you've got that personality that can uh, sort of shows confidence, people are going to. People sure. believe you. Yeah. Sure, especially if they already have an inclination to want to believe to begin with. And there know. was always somebody who said the 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 more you want people to believe, if you make the lie bigger. There you yeah. go, man. If you love big enough, people will believe. We'll exactly. believe it, man. And then eventually it'll become true. Yeah. To to yeah. these people, man. And and I like to say I just I I I have nothing I have nothing against anybody who wants to do conspiracy theories because you've got to question things. Sure. But again, like I say, you cannot be the person who is a tinfoil hat the next yeah. one day and just trying to convince me the next. You have to have some sort of legitimacy. Something yeah. behind exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I want I want you know, I want to know the truth. And the truth is something that, you know, 
is hard to find yes. in this world today. But by that same token is you just can't just let it slide. Right, but, man. And, and, you know, just kind of on the same level of just, you know, like the charisma and, and just being able to put it out there and how we have some people who will listen to CNN, Fox News, you know, I'm talking about regardless of your left, right, whatever, they just eat it up. And then you have other people who will just eat up everything Alex Jones says. Yeah. I'll give you an example. There's a guy, once again, I'm a Joe Rogan fan. There's a guy named Eddie Bravo that goes on his show yeah. a lot. Eddie Bravo is a funny guy, man. He's very good jiu-jitsu, um, you know, martial artist. Very, very, really innovative in those fields. This guy believes almost every conspiracy theory. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking flat earth, chemtrails. Now, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, man. And I'm like, dude, you're like the, the CNN slash Fox News guy of conspiracy. It's like... Yeah. Dude, unplug, unplug. Yeah. You know, yeah. CNN doesn't always lie to you. Fox yeah. doesn't always lie to you. Alex Jones doesn't always lie to you. Literally. But sometimes they do. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of got to try to get through the muck, man. That, that's the hardest thing, dude, is, yeah, is, is tread is. through the I, muck. I, I think that's important. Yeah, it, it really is, man. Well, Wayno, brother, let's talk about Warren Zevon. Let's talk about Warren Zevon. <laughs> well, before you do that, oh, I, okay. I want to bring up something from last week's show. <laughs> That one of our friends and listeners, uh, Dustin Fowler, oh, okay. had, had had said on the, uh, the one of the YouTube comments. Which one, man? He puts uh, like twenty up. Twenty I, of I'll them. Get, yeah. But this one, I love it. Thank you for doing that, D. Thank you, brother. Yeah. This is the one that caught my attention. And I thought this would work this week. Um, almost like a, you know, like a reader mail. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dustin says, funny story. I didn't know Getty Lee was a man until. I saw a Rush concert poster in a store when I was like 17. I thumbed that shit down, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I thumbed that shit down. We're very Rush friendly on this show, you Uh know? Yeah. Yeah. I saw, in fact, man, I don't know if you guys saw my Facebook. I posted a picture of Getty Lee yesterday. <laughs> I'm making a real funny face, you know. And a friend of mine named Brad, and Brad is, has been very vocal over the years. He does not like Rush. He is not a fan of Rush. <laughs> and I get it, man. You know, it's cool, you know. Um, but what did he say, That's man? Thing. How can you not like, just like Rush? Dude, just they're, they're, dislike. Hey, there's just people, man, that, you know, have different tastes, you know. Uh, and Brad's got good taste in music. He's a huge right. ZZ Top fan, you know. We we talk, we jammed. He's a music, good, a great musician. But, dude, I laughed because Brad will fuck with me a little bit about <laughs> Rush, you know, because he knows I love Rush and love yeah. Getty Getty. He's like my musical hero. But he was like, this is a picture, and I still wanted to turn my radio or some shit like that. That's <laughs> the first shit I saw this morning, man, at 530, and I laughed. I was like, motherfucker. I wow. mean, it was funny. And then, you know, Dustin doing his, you yeah. know, to me, brother, it should be a crime to diss Getty Lee, but you know I'm not keen. So. I, I was like Rush, you know. It was it was one of those that you just you you. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing earth shaking about, but they're not bad. Whoa, now what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing earth shaking. God, I all think, right. I think I hurt somebody. Get on, oh, man. You got Let's my get feelings, on. brother. Now let now now earth now hold on. This band is only three people. All right. They have a huge sound. Yeah. Uh-huh. All three of these people are considered masters of their instruments, man. Um, Wayne, I got no argument there, brother. We're gonna go ahead and just are we, t- are we talking show, about, man? We're gonna stop right now. Are we talking about Rush or Primus? I've been hustled now? out the door. Here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, we gotta go, man. Are no. we talking about Rush or Primus now? Oh, no, Primus Ooh. sucks. But no, that, I'll say that in, in being um, I, that's a, a endearment, man. Like, right. Primus sucks is like their motto. Yeah. 
Uh, I was actually watching a uh, reaction video. I watch a lot of these reaction videos. You, do you watch them too, Wayne? I love them things. I do too, man. I really like them. And there was somebody watching a Promise song. I think it was Weeboo. Uh, are I, you, I watch uh, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, he had said something. And, and the crowd started chanting, Promise sucks. He's like, man, why is everybody... Yeah, Same yeah, promise yeah, sucks, yeah, you know, yeah. and he didn't know that that was actually their gimmick, man. That's their thing. But no, man, getting back to Rush slightly, because <laughs> we are, because it is music greats as well. Exactly, and I, I don't like to say I, I, I wasn't trying to slam them. I was just simply saying that they had not, uh, a, like as big a footprint as some other people. But True. they, they, they do. They're, they're not a bad band. They really are good. I, I'll say this, man. I think Rush is probably one of the most popular, biggest underground bands ever. Yeah. Because they've always had that little bit of... Un- like Warren, but obviously they were on a... March. They, they had a lot more success because yes. they, they were... And, and, in, and back in the day, it was airplay that you had to get. Yeah. You say underground, really? I, I say I think Rush is underground, man, as far as like their their fan base. Dude, Rush that. is still kind of considered nerd rock, dude. Geek rock. I mean, it. you know... I think so. But then again, man, I guess when you say underground, these guys are selling out 20,000 seat arenas, you know, like nightly. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I, would, I definitely wouldn't classify that as underground. I, I, do. I do. Almost like the Grateful Dead. You know, I always kind of consider the dead to be sort of a, you know, see, what? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know this was going to be like a uh, you know it's debate. It's like saying Leonard Skinner is underground. <laughs> no, man, they're mainstream as shit, dude. So is so is Grateful Dead. No, man, name me three Grateful Dead songs you hear on the radio. Touch of gray, touch of gray, touch of gray. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That really, man. That's but look it. at the following. Look, look at the numbers. But look at the merchandise. Look at and there is no way. What What do you think, Wayne? You're a resident music music expert. Here, I, right? I, I, will, I, will, I was a deadhead growing up. I, I went to some of their concerts. And I you made traveled. it and you oh, lived. Yeah. Oh yeah. I traveled one time to Roanoke, Virginia, to see a dead concert with. Seven of the most insane people I ever knew. I never knew that, man. I didn't but, know that. Oh, yeah. But the simple thing was that the Dead was an underground band because their airplay, I mean, their shortest song were some of the ones that they had to try to cut up to fit onto airtime. Right. And they were they were more admired for their, I mean, people always say the same thing. You can't hear the Dead on the radio. You have to see them You got to experience because that. Because they jammed. Right. And, and they, they were famous but they were not like uh, like uh, the Eagles, Eagles, or or even Skinner, uh, even Skinner or Rush. Yeah, yeah, even Rush. Yeah, I'll but, say that. Yeah, but I mean, you 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 only heard a lot about the Dead back during the seventies when they had those FM stations that would play a whole album. The, the, mm-hmm. When FM was underground, exactly. Right, and FM was one of those things that was just you really you. Uh, there was that one station out of Charlotte where they would literally have the the. Uh, 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 nine o'clock guy, and he put it on, and then I'll play the whole album, and then he come in and say, and now the flip side, yeah, man, and that was it, and he turned right. it over, and you could hear record buttons being pushed for miles around, and he would tell you, start. get your recorders ready, yeah, yeah, yeah hit yeah. record, you know, the first piracy, but know? it right, was, right. it was like, and I think that uh, the Dead, while they are super world famous they are not what you would call a mainstream band right i really don't think so that's kind of where i was coming and you know after wayne after that uh explanation you know i'm actually going to back off my rush comment a little bit because rush did have a lot of airplay yeah now now back in the day you know like when they put out 2112 for instance yeah they were very underground in fact uh it's really cool because i've watched about every documentary on them you can watch and even getty will say you know when we put 2112 out we thought we were like on our way out the door you know, so they did that just to kind of be like, well, 
you know, why not? You know, we're not on the radio. We're not really getting these tours. And then, man, it blew up. And obviously, history was made with that right. album, you know. Um, but, yeah, man, like I said, Rush to me has always still been kind of, you know, you got the Stones. You got Eagles. You know, you have Skinner, Van Halen. And then, you know, then you start getting into some of these other bands. You know, like Rush is one of those. And there's other ones out there that are escaping me right now. But, well, you know, if you go back to Zevon and him it's, it's i mean way. he had he had the uh one really hit wonder the werewolves of yeah, london true that was used in so many movies and yeah. so many tv shows and he became good friends with uh, uh gary shandling and uh, david letterman, letterman and yeah. they would have him on his shows yeah. all the time yeah. and that's why he sort of became famous it wasn't so much that you know his uh music was being that appreciated it's just that his uh and I, I guess you say his character was being yeah. appreciated. Because right. I've always said, man, he was the musical equivalent of Hunter Thompson. I, I yeah. mean, really, yeah. you know. Hunter Thompson and him, you know, became friends yeah. through that very same thing. And I think that, you know, and if you want to look at other people, like, I don't know if you've ever heard of the guy Tom Waits. Oh, Tom yeah. Waits. Oh, yeah. Very yeah, familiar, absolutely. man. Very. Oh, yeah. Now, Tom is very underground. underground but he's a good example. Huge. He is yeah. huge. I love Tom. And. And the one time I had a chance to go see him, uh, he canceled out, and it just ticked me oh, off. Oh, man. Because I was so bad. He was doing a show in Raleigh. Or, no, excuse me, Greenville. And uh, and, I, and he had to cancel out for something. But I've never seen him live. And they say that's when he really shines. Right. He's live. Yeah. And, I, I was, and, man, that's a great example because that's another artist, dude, that, you know, most people don't even know who he is. Most mainstream people don't. Right. But if you his, said Tom Waits was coming to your store, how many people do you think would be excited? Probably just me and him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Everybody three of us would be in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Everybody, who the hell is Tom Waits? Yeah. Is that the guy that works at City Lunch yeah. or something? Yeah. <laughs> Let's say like Mike Sherrill. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah, sure. Or, or Papa Robbie Jack. Buff, you know. Yeah, yeah. man, it's all, the music we, guys. We all know music people who like music stuff. But mm. like I say, if you were to walk up to someone that you just know. listen to the Fox. Yeah, you and, they, and yeah. you said, uh, I got tickets to see Tom Waits. They would probably say, "Who's Tom Waits?" Right. Same with like Warren Zevon. You know, Warren Zevon, exactly. You know, been and, oh, the werewolf guy. You know, oh. and then you look at somebody else, like say uh, uh, Leonard Cohen. Oh, that's a great example, okay. Wayne. That's yeah. a great example yeah. right there. Same deal, man. In circles, huge, man. Exalted, even. But man, the mainstream. Who? Leonard? Who? Leonard? Who? You know? I mean. Yeah. I put when when Leonard passed away. I think I put on my uh, uh, Facebook page, you know, rest in peace, Leonard. And I actually had three or four people. Say, sorry for your this? loss. Yeah. Or sorry. Yeah. Who is this? Right. Is, yeah. And and, yeah. and it just like say, and, yeah. I, and I understand that. But Leonard was, you know, to me, he was one of those that just a songwriter yeah. and a singer. He had an unusual style, like Tom Waits yeah. and Zevon and Zevon. Yeah. And and it to, to me it just fit his his music and his style and his style man and that's another one dude I remember just falling in love with Cohen back when that movie Pump Up the Volume came out yeah that was my introduction yeah. I'm like what is this you know because I was around about the same time I was getting into Zevon right and people would actually say that Leonard was not a real person that they had taken a song and slowed it down oh yeah yeah and I said no that's Leonard and they said no nobody sounds like that yeah he yes does. they do yeah, yeah and he it's does fucking great yeah, you know it's and it really sounds great, great yeah. man. Um, but yeah, dude, that's just another one of those artists that was, in a lot of ways, underappreciated. A lot of a lot of people like that are underappreciated. Like, and and uh, I don't know if you know another guy that I, was one of the first concerts I ever went to see was John Prine. I've never heard that name in my life. See, and there never you go. Heard of him. John is is, and I don't want to say he's a folk singer, but he kind of is. Yeah, right. And he, I went to see him in Charlotte, and that's where I met uh, Jay Thomas, who was at uh, the John Prine show. Okay, okay, yeah, and. Uh, it was uh uh we went to uh, the old ovens auditorium yep and, oh, yeah. and uh 
John came out there, and John never is. John's had a few hits. Uh, he uh, has, you know, he's they play him on the uh, country music channel every now. And oh, then. okay. And John's had some real health issues lately, and he's trying to do a final tour. I think before he passes away. Right. Go ahead and get but that. Right. He uh, he 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 came out, uh, folding chair, guitar, microphone, and played. And that was it. And it was a stunning show. It was a really good show. And he did, you know, he does. He does all of his own song. He'll play uh, somebody else's song every once in a while, but most of the stuff he plays, he writes. It's his own music, right? And, everything. and he did a one song uh, called it, "You Might Love" called "Illegal Smile." This was back in the '70s, where he's trying to convince people that they should legalize marijuana. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. man. So he's been a proponent of. No, oh. no, wait a minute, Wayne. Why would you say that's a song I would like? Man? Uh, <laughs> because you like because you like music and justice and oh, yeah. and and justice and music. Freedom and you may have heard of marijuana. No, 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 no. I think I knew her. I think me and her used to work together, man. Yeah, she, she was she was a city lunch. Yeah. <laughs> With Tom Waits. Yeah. Tom yeah. Waits and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, Wayne, man, I'm gonna be honest with you, brother. Uh you you're the last episode you were on. It's been one of our most popular episodes, yes. man. It's got a lot of views. I, it wasn't the first one to break 100, but, man, it was up there. It was yes, really sir. close. It was probably, I would say, up until the Reverend's episode, our fastest growing. Yeah. Now, the Reverend's episode, brother, it took off. I man. loved his episode. Dude, That's I mean, awesome. That guy's fascinating. I, I, I love him. I could listen to him talk all day. And I learned something, man, you know, and I didn't even want to learn anything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hold it against him. <laughs> now, I know you were talking earlier about uh, a cancel show. Was that the only canceled show that you've ever been like a, a part of, or, or somebody had to cancel out, or, or postpone, or anything like For that? For me, I believe that was the only one I've ever lost due to cancellation. I've had some where I've had to cancel. Right. You're right. I've had incidents and accidents <laughs> that have kept me from going to a show, but I, I've not had that many people. Uh, somebody had a friend of mine. I didn't have the tickets, but they had the tickets to see Oasis. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, they said that the brothers got into a fist fight before the show, <laughs> and one of them got hurt so bad that he couldn't he play. He couldn't play, really? Yeah. That's right. No yeah, shit. I remember that. Well, I know those guys were always fighting, man. Well, I mean, they what is it about brothers in music they can't get along? Same thing with the Black Crows and Robinson Black brothers, Crows, oh man. my, they actually, you, you know. well, I went to see the Black Crows. They actually almost came to blows again in the same ovens on a CCR. CCR was like oh, that, yeah. man. CCR. Yeah. Oh, dude. If you've read John Fogarty's book, he hates his brother. Yeah, yeah man. When his brother died, Absolutely. I think he was glad. Bl- yeah. Bluff you. I tell you. Did I ever tell you guys about the time that I saw the fight happen at the Molly Hatchet show? No. With the guys in Molly Hatchet? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, no, this is no. Oh, shit, man. In fact, I hope Papa Jack is listening. Mike Sherrill. Mike Sherrill's band, the Thundercats, were opening up for Molly Hatchet. Uh-huh. So Sherrill was there. He was there, man. So we're on stage. I mean, they're on stage, man. Molly Hatchet comes out. Danny Joe Brown was still alive. It was Danny Joe Brown. And I think he was about the only original member at this time. Well, anyway, they I forget what song they opened up with. It was badass. You know, I love me some Molly Hatchet. Well, man, the guitar player kicked, like, did a back kick. And hit the microphone stand. The mic hit Danny Joe Brown square in the face. You could hear it make a bump. Like, you know, you, you heard it over the PA system. Danny Joe Brown being the redneck he is, man, that's that's a shoot, man. He was a legit badass, and you know, coming up. Grabbed him. Threw his ass off the stage. Dude, this happened to Cadillacs in Hickory, North Carolina, brother. Threw his ass off the stage. All right, so he gets up goes backstage. They finished the show without him. He comes back for the encore for all the peacemakers. They jam out, man. It's a great jam. I mean, the song's great. The guy comes back. Well, we're all like, well, let's go behind Cadillacs and see if we can meet some of the band. You know, we try to do that sometimes. 
So we all went behind the behind the club, and dude, two bouncers was carrying Danny Joe Brown out, and this guy's knuckles were busted up, man, and had blood dripping off his hands. They had just, and he was being carried out by two bouncers. They were like, "Get the fuck out of the way!" I mean, like they were like, "You get back!" They're yelling at us. We're like, "Yes, sir." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that happened, man. In fact, uh, a little Skinner story. Uh, before Ronnie Van Zant died in the plane crash, you know, the lead singer from Skinner. He was going to produce Molly Hatchett's debut album. That was legit. That was happening. They said the first time that redneck Ronnie Van Zant met redneck Danny Joe Brown at a church dance, no less, they almost had a fight. They wow. had to split them up, man. <laughs> but they said they wanted to work with each other. That was just how that mentality was, man. I guess some old Florida boys, you know, they just raise hell, rather beat you up, and then go get a beer. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? I guess. And then yeah. go record the album. I, I, guess. I don't know, man. That's a little out yeah. of my... I mean, you're going to beat me up. I don't want you recording my album. Yeah. I, I, you know, talk about CCR. I, I read John Fogarty's book, and he was talking about the fact that, you know, when he went to uh, have the time in the studio for one of their albums... He was the only one that showed up. Show. Yeah, yeah. And he played them. every instrument and did all the background vocals. I didn't and, know that. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. And and then his brother and and the other guys, they were sitting there saying, "Well, we should still get the money." Yeah. Well, God Almighty, yeah. man, you should have been here yeah. to play. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. how I look at it. His brother one time came up to him during their third album and handed him a piece of paper and said, "Here's some words." He said, "Make a make what you do with the song on." Them. He said, you do it. Yeah. And he said, well, you're the one that does it better. He says he took it and threw it in the trash can. <laughs> he said, if you want to write a song, write a damn song. Yeah. Write it. You know, do yeah. it. <laughs> I tell you, man, it's just a trip when you think about how some of these bands, we're like real people, man. You know, right. I think that's what it boils down to. So I, they I'm always own, amazed. Yeah, because, you know, you, you kind of idolize these bands. Mm -hmm. What's well, like Ronnie Van Zant, you know, for me is a perfect example because, man, that was my hero. I love Leonard Skinner, and I love the lyrics, I love the music. You know, there was actually a documentary that was just released on Skinner, and on Showtime, I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. I, I haven't. Have you, have you watched it? I haven't seen it oh, yet, okay. but I've seen the previews. I'd you, like to you, see it. it. It's great, man. Uh, but they don't cut any corners. They don't sugarcoat it. Ronnie Van Zant was not really a good person, dude. Right. Um, there was one part that really stuck out to me. The, apparently, man, Ronnie, would when he drank, he got really mean. Like, really mean. But they said that he was in, like, interviews with, like, new, newspapers, magazines, stuff like this. And they'd be asking him questions. He'd be getting progressively more and more, you know, drunk. And then they would ask a question. He was like, I got a question for you. This is Van Zant talking to the interviewer. The interviewer was like, yeah. He's like, how the fuck are you going to get out of this room? Oh, God. I mean, what the hell are you going to do, man? Oh, oh, I mean, really? Uh, what, what, I mean, to this, I mean, and, you know, Ronnie Van Zant was like, what, 5'7"? But they said he would fight right. and, and win against anybody. I mean, Dude, Billy Powell in an interview, the old keyboard player who unfortunately passed away years ago, he took out a bridge of his his teeth. He's like, yeah, this is courtesy of Ronnie Van Zandt. He knocked all my front teeth out because we had an argument about a song. Oh, my God. Dude, they said Van Zandt showed up to a, a Flor Jacksonville, Florida, their home, hometown radio station because the guy on the radio station said that ACDC just beat out Skinner as the most requested song. He went down to go beat the shit out of the DJ. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So, so, so they said he walked in, and the DJ was like, no, man, here it is. Here's the stats. He had it on paper. They said Van Zant looked at the paperwork, looked at him, and said, ACDC, huh? And turned around and walked away. Oh, my But he gosh. had to see it, but he went up there and raised him. hell like, I'm going to whoop your ass for saying that. I, he was like the shortest of the, yes. everybody was. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Dude, and here's the thing about that. It's like, what you want? Well, yeah, I mean, mean as hell. Yeah, yeah. and, and go for the juggler. Yeah. And here's something else about his height. Which, you know, man, I've, I've read so much on him. 
being such a short person, he wouldn't wear boots or shoes on stage. Huh. He wanted to be barefoot. He said he liked to feel the heat of the stage. Wow. So a short person in stature could put on platforms, you know, especially back in those days, you uh -huh. know, in the 70s, boots, cowboy boots. Yeah. He preferred to go barefoot, and it even made him shorter on stage. Right. And especially when Alan Collins, one of his guitar players, is like 6'2". Yeah. You, you know, but uh, <laughs> I always just thought some of that stuff was fascinating, wow. man. The, the Leonard Skinner story is pretty crazy, man. Well, if you've ever read anything about any musicians or, or seen any documentaries, some of them are out there where the buses don't run. No, I mean, you're right. They, yeah. they, they have yeah. their own ways of doing things. Yeah. I, I mean... I wonder if it's just that artistic mind. That's... I've, I've really... You've hit a nail on the head. We have had a... I've, a bunch of friends of mine have had the same conversation... Is it an artistic mind that is that free sometime or that unfettered right. so it can just do what the heck it wants it, to do? Just so outside of a box. It, yeah. The box doesn't exist. And and they, they're able to look at a situation that you and I would say, oh, I need to do A, and they're going to do L. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're going to yeah. do green. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they don't even do a letter. <laughs> they don't do a letter. It's a color. It's you're, a color. You're, yeah. you're right. I, I, I misspoke. And yeah. by green, you know exactly what I mean by green. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. But what man, you know, I know last time you were here, Wayne, we were talking about uh, Graham's Graham Parsons a little bit. Oh yeah, and just about the situation with his remains, right? Of what they, I mean, of what his not even a musician did, but just one of his like close close friends friends and, did. And you know, I think that kind of is a tribute to how you feel about the person. Right. You can have a lot. I mean, a lot of these bands and uh, Skinner, especially when they went through what they went through, right, you know, right. with the plane crash and everything, was. If you've been through, uh, you know, touring and on stage and the, the crowds and this and that, that makes you, even if you don't like each other, you're closer you, together. You, yeah, right. man, you, you're and bonded. You feel, you feel a bond. And cool. and you can do that with a friend. And, and like say, you just want to you want to do something to honor him. I think that's a way to do it. Yeah, and, man. And yeah. stealing his remains like that was just their way of saying, we don't think he should be treated this way. We want to treat him this way. Which was due to his request. Ex that's yeah. what he wanted. He yeah. wanted it that way. But again... Families don't always see it the way that the friends do. And also, man, kind of going back to the original point, I don't think anybody in this room would do that. Because I don't even though we're all, I consider us all to be creative people. You know, I play a little uh -huh. bit of music, Mike. You know, you play some music. You know, Wayne, I know you are a an encyclopedia of music <laughs> here. But I don't think any of us would dig up any of our remains to go burn them in the desert <laughs> somewhere. That's tough. <laughs> I mean, well, well, it just depends. Mike's over tough. here about to take a shot. Like, hey. let's see, we're sitting, there, we're sitting there in the graveyard That's at tough. midnight by yeah. six by yeah. six a.m. We're sitting around there. Like, somebody want to go to McDonald's right yeah. now? <laughs> somebody make a Mickey D. You right? can't say. You can't say you won't do anything until you're on the end of that shovel. <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing here? <laughs> you're sitting there going, you know, I don't know if this is the right call, man. I don't know. <laughs> you know, this ground's kind of hard. Yeah. It's like, did we make the right call here? Oh, Hell shit, yeah. He's over there. <laughs> yeah, you hit yeah. the wrong one. But, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Who is Mrs. Edson? Yeah. Does anybody know a Mrs. Edson? Mrs. Edwards here? <laughs> no, <laughs> not her. <laughs> Well, I got to say, that's a pretty dress she's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> John, is that you? <laughs> I don't remember that dress. Man. I don't remember that dress. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> Next one. Yeah, yeah, let's move. Yeah. Next one over yeah. here. <laughs> Holy shit. But you know, Wayne, man, uh, I was going to tell you, dude, uh, going back to some of our previous episodes, and this is a shoot, man. I think that the first episode you were on was probably my favorite. 
because I've probably gone back and listened to that one more than any other one. Well, that, that, that's it, it is, yeah. and man, we've gotten a lot of good feedback. I had so much fun. You guys are just great to talk to. This, well, this is really a lot of fun. Hey, man, and the, the feeling is absolutely mutual, dude. But, you know, one thing I noticed when, when I went back to listen to our episode a couple times, uh, and just a real quick side note, I was actually telling a friend of ours yesterday that you were going to be on today, and he was, like, excited. He's like, oh, yeah, man. He's like, I don't even know who Warren Zevon is, dude, but I just I love the episode. And uh, I was like, yeah, man, my buddy Wayne's coming back. He said, man, that guy's great, dude. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, he, you, you, I'm telling you, man. Thank you, you. You're getting over, brother. You're getting over. But one thing I noticed, man, you know what we didn't talk about? What didn't we talk about? The Hindu love gods. Exactly. I forgot about them, too, until you just now mentioned it. Yeah, man, when I got home, man, uh, I thought about it. Then I re-listened to it. And I'm like, man, damn, we need to bring that up. You're going to have to smart me up yeah, on that like one. Over here. <laughs> Even puzzle. You're going to have to learn me. You, you, you really missed out on not being able to hear the Hindu Love Gods, which was Warren Zevon and the members of REM yes. doing their own band. Yes. And, and it, it was great. It's good shit, It was really good. Because I was always man. a big... I was always really into Ari. I liked Ari. I, I liked Ari. I, I saw them in concert. Oh, really? really good. I see. I've always thought they were yeah. great, man. Now there was a guy in in Charlotte that was real good friends with the uh, guy Scott Beal that was with yeah, this works. I remember Scott. And yeah. there was a guy named Don Dixon out of Charlotte. He's still there. He's a music producer. Right. He produced REM's first album. Oh no way! Yeah, he was wow. in a club somewhere in Georgia and heard these guys, and he said, "Oh, these guys have got to have." They, an they album. knew that they're going to be up there, right? right. And and he. He did their first album, and he helped them with a few other things. But I think uh, after that, I think Michael produced some of their other albums because right. I think he had his own vision. Mm-hmm. Stipe was is one of those really creative and artistic yes. people that you just you cannot believe. All the other guys are too. Right. But I went to see them at the old Coliseum. That's how long ago this was, and they came out with this big uh, old movie projector screen, and it said, uh, "Please be kind to others." Right. Please do not charge the stage. If you do, Michael gets scared. <laughs> and I'm just laughing like crazy. Because, you know, at first it sounds so serious. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, okay. And then that, that last line. But the Hindu like, love gods, when they did that, it was just some really good music. And yeah. and the thing of it was Warren put his own spin on an R.E.M. kind of deal. Which, and, and they were cover songs. Right. They, they were all cover right. songs, man. Wow. They did Raspberry Beret. Oh, and it was really good. <laughs> Warren Zevon singing Raspberry Beret you with would, his voice deep enough. I mean, he would put it down a lower octave. Yeah, yeah. On paper, you're like, that can't work. But it's good. It works. It's wow. really it is good. It works, man. Yeah. And did you know, Wayne, that not only is the Hindu love gods, you know, the REM and Warren, but it was the same uh, lineup for Sentimental Hygiene. They, they, it's the same thing, man. It's REM. Right. But it was a Warren Zevon album. And it okay. was labeled as Warren And I like Sentimental Hygiene, but it got panned a lot. Because it did. people thought that he had... Uh, I don't know what they thought, but it, it, he he never really wanted to stay in that same lane. Yeah. But sentimental hygiene to me was just raw and kind of powerful. I liked it, man. Like I said, dude, it had that REM kind of feel to it. You know, I think Warren Zevon's career could almost be broken down into two, maybe three, but definitely two different sections, man. I call one of them the uh, Quiet Normal Life era, right. which was Asylum Records. Right. And then he moved on into Giant Records, which was Sentimental Hygiene, Mr. Bad Example, um, what else? Mutineer. Mutineer was a good one. Great album, man. Great album. I I, I, can li- I listened to Mutineer the other day. I just sat there and I'm just sitting there. That is such a good song. Great album. And you know, man, he actually did all the music. He did all the production. No band. The only thing about that, Wayne, and I'm, man, Mike, I feel bad, dude, because no, hey, no, you're over here like, I'm learning. I, I don't listen to words. <laughs> no, because I'm, yeah, I'm just soaking it in. I mean, because he does, it's very fascinating career, man. 
Um, but, you know, t- to me, the only thing about Mutineer, which I love that album, and I love some of the songs on it, and I want to get y'all's opinion because I can actually um, kind of make an analogy with some music you like, Mike, mm-hmm. uh, with Nine Inch Nails and right. Trent Reznor. Do y'all ever feel that when a one person does all the music, do you ever feel like you lose a little bit because you don't get... You know, you don't get the other uh, input from other creators. And that's the only thing about Mutineer, man. It's a great album. It's a masterpiece. I mean, everything the man right. did was masterpiece. Right. But there was something a little, God, I don't want to say off-putting, but I always liked how Warren played with others. Right. You know, and how he could, you know. Not off-putting, but sort of off-center. Off-center. Right. Off-center. And it's almost like you're. I think you miss a little bit. Do you feel like that too, Mike? Because I know being an industrial fan, a lot of industrial music was, you know, produced by one or maybe two people, you know. What do you think? I don't, I don't know. Um, the only the only person that comes to my mind, like, straight out would be, be Reznor. Yeah, that, right. That did that, but he was such a... I don't, I don't know. He's such... He's so off to himself, and it's such a different, such a, a different thing that I don't know, and I can't think of anything right hand that would really compare to that. Right, as right. As far as, uh, especially because, like I said, Warren did his own stuff, man. But you know, you talk about Nine Inch Nails versus the Zevon album, very different, man. Very different. I style. love Nine Inch Nails. I do too, man. Oh, I, I love do too. Nine uh, and I, well, just no, a genius. well, I agree. Or still is Jack still White. Is. There, there's a good example. Who? Jack, Jack White. White. Jack White. I'm a fan of him, man. I'm a huge fan of Jack White. I'm a big fan. But also you think about, you know, that's why a lot of these great musicians like to play together because you get that mixture, that, that, like you say, different point of view, that certain, certain, I mean, you can make something, like I say, if you've got like a a bread and you put something else on it, that's a sandwich. That's a sandwich. And and you've got to have that or it's just not going to be Or it's just bread. Or Or it's it's just just bread. bread. Now that bread could be the best bread you've ever eaten in your life. It could be the most expensive, the most well-made, tailored bread. But man, you know, you're going to throw a little peanut butter and jelly on that bad boy. There's a filling in it. Put a little... Filling. filling in it. Filling. There you go. Well, did you so. mean to? Did you mean to make that a pun, Pudsworth? Because that's kind of a pun. Filling, peanut butter, jelly, filling. You got filling. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah. That gets an oh yeah, brother. Well, guys, look, man. You know we're actually 42 minutes into this thing, oh, wow. and I got a couple songs lined up. Leonard, let me ask you, brother. Are you digging some of the music we're playing here? Absolutely. I, I'm. I'm listening to everyone, and I go to their. Uh, if you have a link, I go to their website to listen. You. Thank and I, I'll, if they have like videos, I'll I'll go on and like and subscribe. I like that. Great, man, because that's the whole point, dude. We want to put this stuff out. We actually had a few songs, man. I think we're going to probably have to scale back right, the songs. Right, yeah. You know what I'm well, saying? Oh, we could. No, 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 we could. We could put some at the end, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? But I tell you, man, I thought maybe about go ahead and playing one. Yeah. And seeing, um, so I got a couple lined up here, man. And I think the first one we're going to play. Um, I, Mike, let me ask you, dude. Which one would you rather play, man? We got a new song from the band Center Lane okay. lined up, but we also have one from a new band called Pound Sign Six called Fish Camp. I want to play both these songs today, uh, and I, and there's a third one I want to play as well. Okay, which well, one? Would you I like tell you play? what. Let's start off with Center Lane. Okay. All let's, right. Let's start off with that. Okay. Okay. And let's do that one, man. Yeah. We're going to let Wayno hear it. This is the first time you've not heard this anywhere else. Yeah. Even WTAU hasn't played this one, I think. I think. I don't know. I don't think they played <laughs> this one yet. <laughs> so you're about to hear it first right here on the podcast. Once again, the name of the band is Center Lane. 
The name of the song is jaded. The name of the album is blurry. Just like Wayne was saying, man, be like Wayne. Do what Wayne does. Like that video. Share that video. Go to their Facebook. Support these guys. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be right back. Center lane, Jaden. everybody once again the name of that song was jaded the name of the band is center lane the name of the album is blurry well what'd you think brother that was awesome that's i pretty, really like that's that good shit man that's good you i'm really I'm, can't sing dude i'm a oh, huge man. fan of this band uh it's the same man that does the song uh, dirty money you like know that, one that, that one's off the chain uh man that band's actually been really good to us dude i'm yeah. actually friends on facebook with uh, one of the members now we talk and uh, they've been very supportive man and uh you know that's what it really always boils down to is independent people helping out independent people. Right. You know, we don't need the corporations, man. We don't need it anymore. We have the internet now, but we got to 
we got to keep each other empowered, man. We got to share it. Just like you were saying, Wayne, you're absolutely right, man. We got to share it. We got to like it. We got to keep the word out because if not, then we're going to be stuck with corporation bullshit from here on out. You know, I mean, who needs Clear Channel when you got WTAU period station and Wayne, brother? You need to check that show out. I think you'd really enjoy it, brother. Which one is that? It's a WTAU. Uh, my man, Papa Jack. Okay. Yeah, it's the one that I get all the music from, right. man. Everything we played on here, I've gotten through him, either the bands or, or the songs themselves. And like I said, dude, he is, uh, I keep saying, Papa Jack, you're doing the Lord's work, brother. <laughs> and thank you. I'm just a disciple, man. We're just here to try to spread the good news, you know. We just, no pun intended with the good news. That's right. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, that band's been really good to us, and man, we appreciate their support and uh, help them out, man. If you like it, share it and like it, and um, you know, yeah, help them out. Well, brother, where do we want to go from here? Wow. Uh, can... <laughs> well, let me ask you. Uh, I kind of touched on this a little earlier. Was there a concert or a show that got canceled on on your end or or the the band's end? That you went through? No, but I tell you what, Wayne, I mean, you dodged a bullet with Warren Zevon on that time. Right. We talked about that last he, time. Yeah, we did. He, he was scheduled to appear at, uh, I keep forgetting. Rockies. Rockies, thank you. Rockies, wow. up in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah man. And uh, the uh, show was really supposed to start about nine, I yeah. believe. Nine, yeah. And Rockies is not like a normal venue. There's no seating. Really. No, it's, just, a, it's a rock club, yeah, man. Yeah, you're just standing floor. around. Right. And uh, nine passed. 10 yeah. And like I say, they're not like one of those organizations that feel they need to tell you any darn thing. Oh, no, man. Especially with Rockies, because a lot of times bands didn't go into midnight anyway. Yeah. Exactly. But now and, this show was different. Right. right. Because they had scheduled it, and they had actually, uh, you know, uh, promoted it as being, you know, this is Warren Zevon in at night. Yep. And, and uh, they didn't cut off beer until midnight, did they? I think it went a little later, man. I think I they think might. It, I think but, it but went like on said, up. Yeah. As long as they were serving the beer, people were fairly happy. Right now, it did start getting a little hostile, kind of before he showed up. Right. I mean, people did because the people were drinking, and people were like, you know, we want Warren, and that place was packed. Oh, it was, and and it was, you know. At, at some point, you have to say something. They finally did. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it was like 1130 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It was pushing midnight, and it was actually one of the guys from the Fox, man. I think Jeff Kent. It was. It was oh, Jeff wow, Kent, yeah. man. Yes, yeah. And the first thing he said, Wayne, and we may have talked about this the first time, but the first thing he's like, wow, I don't think I've ever seen this many people here. <laughs> exactly. And, and this was a really popular yeah. club. Yeah. I mean, all the all the top acts National played at this club. National, it a, yeah. yeah. It was a good club. Yeah, man. And I mean, like I said, it was on fire, too, especially at that time because, you know, rock and roll was still popular. Right. You know, right. I mean, you don't even have that many rock clubs around anymore. No. Back then, it was, you know, man, there was one yeah. down every couple miles yeah. in Charlotte at that and, time. And, and it, this was, like I say, it was, it was not a huge club, but it was a really good club. It I was mean, a good one. And it was packed. That packed. was what I just, I was like, oh, my God. And we all started getting really ornery there toward, you know, before he showed up. But I, th- I know we talked about it, but, man, when his um, tow truck drove, the bus <laughs> broke down, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> and, you know, you just knowing Warren and how underground he's always been. And, right. You know, how he, you, you know he had to self-finance his tour, you know. Right. It was probably his Winnebago that he probably had in his backyard. I yeah. mean, really, yeah. you know. And you just like, God, man, this poor guy's Winnebago's broke down. 
And uh, but anyway, he just had the tow truck driver come out and introduce the show, and the guy didn't know who Warren Zevon was. And <laughs> the fellas coming out yeah. here now to see, uh, he, he he wants you to know that I'm the I'm the driver of the truck that brought him in. <laughs> Serious. And uh, here he is, Warren Zevon. Yeah. And he left. Yeah. Yeah. had a beer in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's probably his pay. Yeah. 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 Like, here, man, here's a beer for you. Because he also looked like he really didn't want to be there. He didn't. And the old no, no guy, he like say. What do you think a tow truck driver wears is what he was wearing. Right, yeah, right, man. Right. I mean, and, you know, and, and he was just, you know, like. You know, hey, y'all. Uh, yeah. And, 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 yeah I, think he was, I think he was surprised at how many people were. Yeah, because so, right. he walked out and you could see he was like, he, he was very out of place. Right, and, yeah. and, and, and the old shit was in his eyes, but I mean, I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. he, he right. didn't say it out loud, but he wanted to. But, brother, it was in this, his eyes. This, You're right. This guy's famous. Yeah. You know? Dude, that's the closest to fame that guy will ever right, get. Right. And, and, you know what I'm saying? And talking about losing uh, shows and things like that where people have had to cancel and you've, you've had to stop. Uh, a friend of mine got tickets for uh, Pearl Jam. Oh yeah, when they were in Charlotte, and uh, he had you know these were not cheap tickets. I mean, this was back in I want to say late nineties. No man, was this for the the show that they did at the? Um... Oh man, it was like a fairground. Yeah, it was. It was like general admission tickets. Right. I was at that show. I was there. What did I, you I, pay for tickets? Were I, they ninety bucks? They were up there, man. I remember. I think they I, were ninety. They were up dollars. there. But what was so bad about <sighs> it, dude? This this was not the best concert for no. me. Because it was all general. They were trying to fight Ticketmaster. Uh -huh. That yeah. was their big flag. We're going against a big conglomerate here. And and but every ticket was like ninety dollars, man. And we were in the fucking back. And and you cannot do that to people. I mean, if no. you want to pay more, you want to sit closer. Yeah. That's the thing, man. And, and yes. I think if, and and you know it's it's not necessarily a democracy, but if you got more cash, you can get a little closer. But, and, and that's the thing, man. Well, you know, dude, when you're younger, like us, man, we'd have been fine where we were if we could have paid twenty dollars. Right. You know, right. but we weren't. But you know, man, now. 20 years later, I don't want to sit in the back with General Mission, everybody moshing and shit. I want a seat. Yeah. Uh, you know? Right. But back then, back then, I know, I loved it so much when it, when all the shows were General Mission. Really, man. I loved it. Because but, but I knew I was getting there. But yeah, 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 you would like beeline toward uh, it. Yeah, I would be. But now this show, man, was huge. Like clubs, yeah. I didn't mind as much. Right. You, you know, but but now this was like at a fairground, dude. And I mean, it, yeah. and people were getting hostile. Oh, yeah. Well, it was you, like LJ... Was it LJB? Yeah, the one in Winston. Um, oh, I'm LJB not. and Coliseum. Not familiar. LJBM, I believe, is right. Yeah, okay. Um, Nine Inch Nails. Wow. With, uh, let's see. Who was with them? Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, and Jim Rose Circus. That, oh, oh, that would have been a hell of a show right oh, there. Yeah, and that was a general admission general show? General admission show. I want to go to that. <laughs> uh, I, I think I remember And I was that. up front for that. Right. And Do you remember what you paid for the general admission seat? I want to say it was twenty something dollars. Oh wow, wow! Um, jog, jogging my memory back then, I, I'm I'm almost positive it was twenty something bucks. Damn, it was dude. 1994. Um, we almost didn't get there because there were ten of us in a station wagon. Well, like a clown car. Oh my god! I mean, you had you had the rogues gallery in there. Oh you had, shit! Yeah, like Dan Terry. Oh. Devin Devine. Oh, not Deadly D, bro. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, man. Uh, Mike Peeler. Uh, oh. Chad. CJ. Oh, Chad. Chad buddy Jefferson. Chad Jefferson, man. Um, Shout out to Chad. There were a few more of us in there just piled in, into this station Damn, I just wagon. called a contact buzz hearing all them names, man. Oh, it was something. <laughs> well, let me tell you what. We're going down 150 to, to get to... Uh, well, or, yeah, we're going down 150 to hop on 77 to 40. Um, you know 150. 
Right. You know, just down there towards Mooresville. It is slow. slow it goes on Christmas. forever. We're behind a, a, a logging truck. You yes. can't get bombed. You can't. Hey, you know Mike. Mike's impatient. You know, oh, he, yeah. He's just... Let's go. Let's go. The law is there has to be at least one logging truck on 150. Every At all times. And we were yeah. right behind it. So he decides he's going to pass this truck. Oh, oh shit. No. <laughs> now, after about the third time of trying to pass this truck, we finally get around it. But there were some close calls where the cars were just coming. And we knew we weren't getting around this logging truck. But you're still giving it hell. <laughs> we were just in the back just laying down. At, after about the second time, we just laid down straight. You know, we were sitting up, but we laid down. It's like, you know what? I, I think this is the best, best way to do this. Put yeah, between your legs. Like the, you know. <laughs> another Kinda time. Like the old tornado <laughs> drills. You know. And another time. We... <laughs> but, but there was yeah, another the time. the valley, the shadow. <laughs> There's another. Like Nine Inch Nails, we had so much trouble getting the Nine Inch Nails show. This was the one in Raleigh with uh, Nails and David Bowie in print. Oh, now, dude, I would have loved to go on to that. I'd love to see Bowie once. Well, let me man. tell you about this trip. I think, uh, let me see, it was it was me, Shaw Likens, uh, another kid, Devin. D, hi. Another and, and, Motley crew here. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. And and somebody else. We took Sean's car. We're on 40. You know, we're, we're getting that far. We're going early. Right, yeah. Because we've right. got some good tickets for that one, too. We're down in the front, and it's all general admission down, you know. In, yeah. And it's outside. It's like, like kind of in that area. Yeah. But, right. Walnut Grove. Uh, is it Walnut Grove? The amphitheater. A- amphitheater. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting down 40. We're going, man. And, you know, we're just chilling out, you know, just, you know, having fun. And this car full of old ladies, Pat, you know, is oh, right up beside of us. Get they're, away, right, motherfuckers. they're right beside of us on 40 and they're pointing at us and and screaming oh, really? at us we're like, what, what the hell they want to fight on? it's like what <laughs> we're just going to a rock show and they're just screaming at us screaming at us oh, screaming gosh. at us right then all of a sudden we can make out your car is on fire what <laughs> your car is on fire So we pull, we pull off, and, and damn, if the car wasn't on fire on, on underneath. How have I never heard this, man? I've never heard this okay. all these years I've known you, man. What? So, yeah. <laughs> so we pull off in this little town. I think it's, I, I want to say it's Lumberton. Yeah, and, yeah. And it started with a nail. <laughs> Is that lumber flammable? I hope not. Yeah. Set the whole town on fire. We, we take, and this is a small town, too. So, oh, yeah, Lumberton's small, man. That's so where we Rick take, Flair crashed, actually. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's somewhere in one of those towns. But uh, we get there, and, you know, we take it to the mechanic. He, he says it's going to be an hour or two. I'm like, okay, we still for a car that was just on fire. Yeah. That's not bad. He said something about the transmission. The one, the the one fluid, the gasket fluid, sealed. Caught you know, fire. Boom. Yeah. Uh, two hours at the most. So we're wandering around this small town trying to get something to eat. Now, were y'all and dressed like you we were going? Are, oh, man, you better know it. Like, oh my goodness, everybody I mean, mascara and black polish. This is early 90s. Oh, got that. Goth man. Everybody's in their early 20s, you yeah. know. The only one is the, yeah. one, the only one that is not is like Sean. He's just wearing t-shirts. Just regular shorts. Right, right, right. His his usual All style, the, right. This right. one kid, I don't I can't remember his name was like Eddie or something. He had uh black electrical tape around his arms. Oh shit. <laughs> This is early, man. We le- we it's left like it like the scene out of Rambo, the first Rambo movie. We know? left that morning at like nine ten o'clock, right? Just so we knew we were going to get there, right? 
And the show started at like seven. So we're wandering around this town. We're just, oh my God, this is <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> so we get back up on the road. It's oh, all so the fixed. car got fixed. Got anything. fixed. Boom. We got it back on the road. Boom. We're probably about, I want to say we're probably about anywhere between um, maybe an hour to 30 minutes away from Raleigh. Right. When all of a sudden, smoke started coming up oh. out of the gear stick. Oh, shit. Of dude. the car and filling the car <laughs> up. Like, oh, my God. What the hell? Dude, it sounds like a video for a David Bowie song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. Dude. yeah. So. <laughs> These kids trying to get the car is filling up, man. <laughs> the, you know, we're having to roll down the window. The smoke's going out <laughs> it's everywhere. We have to get off on this rest exit <laughs> and call for a tow truck to get us back to Lincolnton. Oh no, man! Okay, we get back to Lincolnton. So, okay, and luckily enough, we're able to catch up with Chad Jefferson. No. Oh, Chad is always to the rescue, man. Chad Anybody Jefferson. knows that man? No, he's always to the rescue. Always. So we we pile in his car, head to Raleigh, oh, and we get there as soon as Prick is going on. You you made it in the nick of time. Yes, but you didn't get to get to the Holy front though, did you? Mother. Yes, you did. Yes. You still got to get because to the- Prick was playing. Hey, nobody that's was up awesome, there. man. That, that is a hell of a story. I now, that's never, an adventure. I that have. is, dude. Like I could almost see Nine Inch Nails or Boy making a music video. You know, going over this entire trip, man. You know, these kids are trying to get. That's it was awesome. an adventure. I, 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 that was. It was one I'll never forget. Oh, it's a heck of a story. That's yeah. for sure. Oh, I'm sure at the time, man, I'd have been stressed. Oh, I mean, oh man. Oh, we were. You know. Oh my god, we were just like we are never gonna make it, or we're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, one, one or the other, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and at that point, you try to figure out which is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when you're driving down the road and your car is ablaze, you are in some deep trouble. Deep, deep yeah. shit, man. I mean, there's no way to spin that, bro. You're but <laughs> that was just, oh my god, that smoke coming in, all that, that just, you know, that gear stick you know, right in the middle of the center yeah. console. It was just billowing up black smoke, man. It was the craziest thing. Well, let's, let's not forget the un, the unsung heroes of it. The first two little old ladies who, yes. who, raced, who raced up the no highway. No doubt. Dude, that, those are the MVPs of this story yeah, right there. Sure. We're going to call we, Ethel we and will, Betty. Yeah. Yeah. We won't we we diminish Chad's contribution, but those, right. two, but those two little old ladies deserve a the MVP, hell yeah. Because yeah. Chad was going anyway. Yeah, yeah right. Chad was going anyway. Them old ladies, man, they saved the day, yeah. brother. Without a doubt, that is my favorite concert. We would have never known. We would have never known had it not been for them. Yeah, man. Who knows what you may? We may not be doing the podcast yeah. right now. It, it was, it's just like I say. It's it's they, the with Chad. You know, gets an honorable mention, but they absolutely, yeah. And we're calling them Ethel and Betty. E- Ethel, Ethel and Betty, Betty, man, absolutely. Eth- Ethel and Betty, badass. Ethel That's what I want to call right. these ladies, man, because they caught up with you guys. Wow. I would just like to Crazy. see some of the people in this small town when all you heathens <laughs> oh, are walking gosh. around, <laughs> <laughs> looking like the Lost Boys yeah. over here. <laughs> man, that reminds us <laughs> a whole family of Draculas is <laughs> coming into town. Yeah. You see that shades getting drawn. <laughs> <laughs> Your shotguns getting cocked. There's, yeah. there's, there's a little child standing on the street. Somebody reaches through the door and jerks them back in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see the cop from the, the first Rambo movie. You know, rolling up with bicycle wheel yeah. still, with the still rolling. In his mouth. Yeah. You boys ain't staying here, are you? Yeah. I just want something to eat. They got a restaurant in the next town. <laughs> yeah. Rambo, John Jay. <laughs> I tell you, man, uh, that reminds me. Now, this isn't a music story, but uh, 
we got some friends of ours, and Wayne, you probably have heard. Uh, I know you've heard us talk about two dogs. Oh yeah, my buddy. I don't know if you ever met David or not back in the day. He would come to the store and hang out sometimes. I I may have, but I just don't recall. No, yeah, time. and I can't remember, man. I know y'all probably have been in the same place, same time. But I just want to tell a quick story. I'm gonna tell on him for a minute, cause uh, it, it, it's a little musical related, a little music related. But we were down at the beach one time. It was me, Christo, mm-hmm. uh, Smiley Stewart, Josh Smiley Stewart. Uh, David Hayes, two dogs, and JJ, uh, JJ Mathis, and we we were all buddies, man. You know, we all had our different styles. You know me, Wayne. I've always been the Leonard Skinner, Jimmy Buffett T-shirt, and you know, uh, Christo and Josh both kind of preppy. You know, kind of, you know, collared shirts, not you know, clean cut, nice, you know, nice clothes. Dogs and JJ, <sighs> man. Oh, yeah. they, they, yeah. they kind of yeah. look like Hot Topic, you know. Right, right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Early days. Early days, yeah. man. This was back during the whole topic. More like uh, uh, what was that? What was that shop out on uh, Independence? Uh, oh, rock and roll, uh, rock and roll, yeah. you, man. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Yes, yeah. man. Yes, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Infinity's in. Well, no, oh, no, Infinity's no. in. I remember that. Oh, that place was bomb, brother. I got a great Infinity's in story later. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, man. You got. We got another story. We got to get out of you too, Wayne. But. Uh, but anyway, man, we're down at the beach. We're at Myrtle Beach. And, you know, man, we're all getting ready to go out on the town. We're going to go hit Hub Hooters, and we're going to go to a club or a bar or something. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I got my Buffett shirt on. You know, I'm jamming, man. I got my jorts. You know what I'm saying? Got my black jorts on. You know, my Nikes are kicking, man. You know, Christo and Josh, they got their college shirts on their polos. They looking good, man. They looking sharp. Bro, out of the back, out walks two dogs and J.J., these motherfuckers are covered head to toe in black, oh, okay. long sleeves, mm-hmm. long pants. Dude, the 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 got the 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 fingernail polish all black. Yeah, their faces are painted white with black uh, uh, Chinese <laughs> writing, man. Right, Ganji, right. I think it's called. Ganji. Gan- yeah, thank you, thank you, P. That's why we got you, bro. Thank you, dude. I remember Stowe looked at me and he's like, like, "We're gonna get in a fucking fight, man." <laughs> that was. <laughs> See, that looks more like uh, like straight up Norwegian death metal. Yeah, seriously, you know? man, corpse paint. For yeah, real, for yeah. real. The man, we go and we go out like this, and I mean, the whole time, man, Stowe's just like you, dumb sob. I mean, Stowe's just <laughs> just out, so man. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, Smiley ain't saying shit. You know, I mean, Smiley need the one. I'm like, oh god, because I'm thinking, I'm like, man. I don't. I don't want to get in a fight. You know. Or behind. I just want to do stuff, man. I, I, I want to go, dude. Call me crazy. I want to drink beer and chase women. That's yeah. all I wanted to do. Yeah. Call me crazy. Yeah. Dude, we walk into Hooters. Y'all know the old movies and stuff when somebody walks in the jukebox, stops playing like you can even hear the needle. You can hear the needle scratch on the record. Dude, all eyes on us, bro. Oh. When we walk in, I mean, that place get dogged. I'm talking Myrtle Beach Hooters, 100 miles an hour. Everybody's pounding beers, having a good time. Everybody's getting loud. As soon as we walked in, silence. You hear one. You hear, yeah, tumbleweed. You know, a tumbleweed went by the bar. You know, tumbleweed. I was like, yeah. Oh, yes. Dude, the only thing you hear is some waitress like, hey, y'all, kiss is in the house. <laughs> Chris was like, God damn it, we're getting in a fight. <laughs> oh, I was like, God damn it, dude. Seriously, oh. man, that was an awkward night. We got through it, man. There, now, there was great. a little tension. There was actually some tension in the night. But we got through it. And I remember Chris was like, I'm never going out with him. Again. I was like, me either. Me either. <laughs> or walk behind or something. Now, dude, when we all used to go to the Gothic clubs, that was straight. That was yeah. cool. Well, hey, man, I was the odd man out with my Buffett yeah. shirt. You know, everybody's looking at yeah. me like, well, what a nerd, you know. <laughs> but, man, when you go into Hooters, 
Oh, Myrtle man. Beach, man. Yeah. Oh, brother, but uh, how does a guy dress like that eat chicken wings? Anyway? <laughs> 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 that's a good point, man. It's like, yeah. should you be like, I don't know, eating any anything but chicken All right. wings? <laughs> but you know, like with, you, <laughs> with ketchup, lots of ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, dude, how would you like your chicken uh, raw <laughs> with the feathers? Just run him out here. Just run it out here. I'll catch it. I got him. I got him. <laughs> yeah, I got him. <laughs> dude, that was one of them nights, man. That was one of them nights, man. I was just like, oh, Lord. But that was just back in the day, man. You know, oh, and, uh, God. But, you know, you got, you know, Mike, you were asking if I ever had a, another cancellation. Uh, Wayne, like you were saying, man, you know, you said you've had to cancel going to some concerts. I've only had two that I had to cancel. One, well, both both hurt. One hurt really bad. Uh, the one that hurt really bad, man, was Bob Seger. Oh. I had tickets to go see Seger. It snowed. It iced up real bad. I couldn't get out of my oh, driveway. Right, dude. Right. That was so bad. Uh, the other one, I had dental uh, dental surgery. I had to get my wisdom teeth cut out, and I missed Promise and uh, Prong. Oh, man. That one still that one, that one hurts, too, man, because I love Promise. Yeah. Even though they suck, Promise does suck. Everybody oh, knows everybody that. Everybody Promise sucks. But, I mean, that, that's a tough one to lose. That, both of those were hard, man. You know, both of those were hard. Prong, too. Yeah, man, I, I like always, Prong, I man. Snap your fingers, snap your neck. Yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. They were kind of a one-hit band, but, man, they were, they were hard, bro. They yep. were heavy as hell. But yeah, man, that was my story. What about you, Mike? Have you ever had a cancellation or? Something? I did, but it. it <laughs> <laughs> this was one that that kind of worked out in my favor. All right, all right. You know, back when I was married. All right. Um, she was heavy into like the juggalo scene. I remember that, dude. Yeah. ICP. Are you are you familiar with oh, ICP? Yeah. Oh, twisted. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it clown posse. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a twisted show. Okay, and that was kind of like an offshoot of ICP, kind of like right. one of their uh, label mates, I right. guess. Yeah, right. right. And uh, proteges. She had set it up for us to go. I was not at all what? into this. You ain't no. down with the clown, man. No, I was not. <laughs> ICP or twisted or any of the other offshoots. From the juggalo scene, I was not. I, I actually I was, do like some of my CP. Nobody, well, you know, you know, Big Sean, Big Sean, Likens, they were huge fans of them. Yeah, and they would, yeah. they would travel like you know, Georgia um, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, just kind of follow them around, yeah. right? Uh, I was not. Uh, they were at what Ground Zero, right? Uh, twice. I say they were at Ground Zero. They were supposed to be at Ground Zero twice. Supposed they canceled to be. both shows. And but. We didn't know about it until we actually got there. Oh, that sucks. I hate that. That sucks, man. You've already gone through all the steps. You've already... Yeah. It sucks, but... At least it was twisted. <laughs> it wasn't a good... Yeah. Because I was oh, just... Oh, geez. I was canceled, not, really? I was uh. not looking forward to this. I just did I wasn't... I wasn't in the mood to wear soda. I wasn't... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does this thing go with my eyes? Now, you talk about fucking makeup. And you yeah, talk oh, about yeah. fucking makeup and being the odd man out. <laughs> that was oh. you that night, That was man. That would have been me. Oh, man. Dude, you know, I see P, brother. A lot of people call him the worst group of history, or in history. Of. I like some ICP. I really do. I like some, you know, I've always been in some yeah. hip-hop, you know. And one thing I say about ICP Love them or hate them, man, their gimmick got over. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, it got over. Sure. I mean, they, they have a rabid following. Oh, yeah. They have their own festival. They I are mean, rabid. I mean, <laughs> for real. For, 
But I mean, they. I actually watched a, a documentary on their gathering of the juggalos. Guys, I am not going to lie to y'all. I would like to go to that. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God, man. Uh, first, well, the winner. Well, that is not a field trip that I'm going to partake in. <laughs> I would, man. I'm not going to lie, man. I would go, No, brother. I've seen you rock some twisted stuff. I rock stuff. some twisted stuff. I wonder if we're going to learn to gather them. See, this, this seems like. Hey, from I'm a safe distance. This, this seems like it would be uh, tailor-made tailor for you. Dude, I'm going to be honest I with you. I would never go. <laughs> that that documentary I watched was pretty cool, man. I mean, everybody was really like, hey, man, come hang out and party with us. You know, half-naked, you know, chicks all yeah, running man, around. Man. I mean, hey, dude, I mean, I can think of worse shit to do, you know. I mean, wrestling, or, you know, wrestling going on. Yeah, but with the makeup, how do you know which, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean. <clears throat> well, I don't know, Mike. I'm not going into all that. <laughs> You never can tell. I you guess, never know. But, but, uh, you don't know. You just don't know nowadays, man. Everything's so complicated nowadays. You know, you have I mean, juggalos, juggalettes. I mean, I like know. I said, you know, <laughs> if, if you're going to scout the chicks and, and they're just got makeup out, man, how do you know what you got next, the next day? <laughs> well, man, the, the, the key is not to stick around to the next day. Huh? <laughs> We're talking juggalos here, bro. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, man. Well, let's get back onto some more Zivon. <laughs> Where to go from here, man? How, do, how are we going to transition from ICP chicks back to the musical genius of Warren Zevon, man? Uh, that's, that's, that's a stretch. <laughs> or we could play another song. Well, hey, can, yeah, let's crank out. You want to yeah, do that, man? Okay, let's, song. Uh, let's go ahead and play that Fish Camp song, yeah. dude. Now, this yeah. guy, uh, the name of the band is Pound Sign Six, uh, out of Hickory. And I just heard, this is very last minute, man. I just heard this on WTAU, Papa Jack's show, yep. P. Rich Nature. I just heard it a couple days ago. I was like, I've got to get that on the podcast. Reached out to them once again, man, like every other band I've reached out to, all but one. But every band I've reached out to, all but one, has, has, has hit me back and has been really awesome. Hard. <laughs> all but hard, one. Hard. <laughs> all but one. That's hard feelings. No, no, not here, man, not here. But anyway, the name of the band is, is Pound Sign 6. Once again, we'll have uh, some information up. If you like it, check it out. But the name of the song is Fish Camp. Once again, this band's out of Hickory, North Carolina, just right off the road. So we hope you guys enjoy it. Don't go anywhere. We we will be right back. That's right.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Once again, that was Pound Sign 6. The name of that song was Fish Camp. Man. What'd y'all think about that one, guys? Yeah, awesome that's that badass, man. Oh, Dig geez. that guitar solo, bro. Good solo. Jeez. Man, the first time I heard that, my speaker's caught on fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, turn yeah. it down, brother. Turn it down. Once again, we're going to have all these videos up on our page today. So please like it. Please share it. Yeah. I, I don't know if Pound Sign 6 has a Facebook page yet. Um, yeah, check, but I know they're on Reverb Nation. I do know that. Um, check them out, man. Share it. Yeah. Once again, and dude, I don't know about you guys, but that subject matter is pretty relatable. Oh, yeah. You get behind somebody 200 years old driving slow going yeah. to the fish camp, man. Huh. It's like, cause, and I love that line. It's like, I'm driving slow because you got somewhere to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean... You know, the best music is the truest music. And, and I don't know much more truer music than that right there, guys. You know, I was talking to Jamie, not, gosh, it wasn't the other day, uh, about, well, you know, you're talking about Sunday drives. I'm going to take the Sunday drives with the parents. And I want to have my headphones on oh, the yeah. Walkman the oh, whole yeah. time. Oh, yeah. And that's where I'd hear a lot of music at. Right. You right know. on those drives. Yeah. Man. Right. Now, are you talking about on the cassette tape or, or the radio? Yeah, the radio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. No, nah, if you're playing that cassette, it, it would take out, out that battery power <laughs> quick. <laughs> yeah, quick. It would, quick. man. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it really would. Yeah, no, that, that but, wasn't, it wasn't happening on that cassette. No, no man, no, no, no you, man. You get through like half of that, half that side, <laughs> and it would be done. God bless you, listen, 2112, man. Yeah. <laughs> you went to make it to the Oracle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what happens? What happens? <laughs> but, you know, in comparing, you know, it, the subject we were talking about, it's like, you know, with with kids and, and with their iPods. No, no, not their iPods. You had that <laughs> earlier. Right, earlier. Right, yeah. like, um, oh, an iPod. Um, you know, the iPhones yeah. and their tablets, you know, in the cars. And they're, you know, I was the same way. Sure. I, was, I was just the same way with the Walkman and We headphones. just had different technology, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, do y'all remember the good old days where you could hear new great music on the radio? Yeah. Y'all remember those no. days? Absolutely. I wish I could say, well, you know, guys, we still can do that on these independent radio shows, yeah, man. Right. I, I go back to Pea Ridge Nation. Right. Dude, I think that's one thing. I know, I mean, you, you would think Papa Jack's paying us. As much as I put him <laughs> over on here, you know what I'm saying? I swear, Checks man. Checks in the mail. Yeah. That's PO, send a uh, check to P.O. Box. But, uh, but no, man, that's one thing I really like about his show is I get that feeling again. Yeah. When I listen to his show, I'm like, I'm hearing great music mm -hmm. that I haven't heard anywhere else. And I won't be able to hear anywhere else. And it really kind of brings me back to that day of we've got a new song by Metallica. Right. You know, or a new song by whoever, man. Yeah. Pearl Jam, as we were talking about right. earlier. Soundgarden, you know. It's just like you don't get that anymore, no. man. And, and the new music that does come out sucks. Right. I, I, it really Some does. of it really does suck. Some so of it's terrible, Well, man. I was thinking about that earlier this morning. Um, and I know we've had this conversation about... Uh, Music and how it relates to uh, a current president. Oh boy! Oh, geez, Louise! You know how? No, I, I mean, as far as not our our current president right now, but the the presidents that we had. Right, right. And how the music kind of reflected that era. Well, you know, especially going back like to the Vietnam War. Oh yeah. You know, or even really before right. that, man, with the fifties and everything. You know, the all conservative. You know. Yeah. There were so many bands that were basically brought around 
with some of their songs protesting the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. Like you say, CCR yeah. and uh, Buffalo Springfield and a lot of those other people, you know, like Crosby, Stills, Susan and Nash. Nash. Right. I mean, they they were the main Dylan. protests. Dylan. Oh, Dylan, gosh, man. Yeah, Dylan. You know, he got their Dylan you in look, there, You look at, at that time, you look at the Reagan 80s. Yeah, we, the, a lot of new so wave. Much, a lot of new wave. Yeah. You look at... Uh, punk, too. I mean, well, punk was more 70s. Well, is, 70s. Yeah. 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 But punk sort of rebelled against every Everything. norm, not necessarily the political norms. I mean, they, they didn't like... And I'm not I, I'm not going to try to interpret it here that much, but they didn't like, like you said like you said earlier, the packaging, the corporate the corporate mess that they had to go through. Right. right. Especially right. the music genre at that time, you know, with, with disco. Disco being the yeah. number one pop right. music out. I mean, you had rock and roll. Obviously, I think the 70s were the greatest era of music. Exactly. Yeah. But you also had some pretty pretty bad stuff in there, too, man. Like, disco, well, disco dis sucks. Disco yeah. was just, uh, 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 <coughs> to me, horrendous. But, yeah. again... I, I, I'm one of the survivors, you know, I've got my, <laughs> I've got my scars and things, but, uh, Yeah, you made it, brother, made it you through. made it. Yeah. But, uh, like, like, and you've, and I, I like the way you say this so many times, that, that the people who are able to produce their own, cre uh, their own stuff now, without having to go through the corporate mess. Yes. If, like I say, if you know about uh, CCR and all that other stuff, the, the stuff, he, he had to sue his own record label to get his music His music. Back. Right. His yeah. music. Yeah. And he wrote. Exactly. Yeah. And he was also sued by them for plagiarism. Because of his said, music. He sounded like himself. Right. Jesus Louise's people. Yeah. I mean, well, look what happened to Prince. Yeah. Prince oh, actually yeah. changed his name to a symbol as yeah. a straight F-U to the record company, right. yeah. man. Because he didn't want to be easily marketed. Market. Because he did not want to be slipped into any time slot or something exactly, like that. Exactly, man. And, you know, right. when you talk about music <clears throat> greats, well, you got to bring up Prince. You know, as, as far as the 80s and having such great music, there was also that time where it was corporate. Very. Very corporate. And a lot of music got kind of glossy yes. in the 80s, man. Like, Ru we keep talking about Rush. Let's bring Rush up. They went very synthesized. Synth. Thank you, man. I can't talk today. Um, very much so during the 80s. You know, you had a lot of these bands from the 70s that did start polishing up. Hell, look at Kiss. I was made for loving you. Right. Oh, Kisco. You know. Kisco. Kisco. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, now I want to say, man, I don't want to say too much bad about Kiss because Mike Payne gets very upset when we talk about his favorite band. <laughs> dead. <laughs> we're, we're very Kiss Just Led dead. Zeppelin friendly here. Hey, <laughs> speaking of Led Zeppelin, what do y'all think about Greta Van Fleet or whatever? Greta Van Fleet or whatever. <laughs> speaking of Zeppelin, at least they're trying to do something, sure, yeah, man. If you recall, though, back, I, there was a guy that used to come into uh, Discworks that had worked for a huge radio uh, station conglomerate out of Nashville, Tennessee. And he said they had a ranking for songs from one to five. He said they didn't want the ones, but they didn't want the fives. Really? He said they wanted something in between. He said because they wanted to get as many listeners as they could. Right. He said they don't want great music. They want music that everybody can just sort of tolerate. Right. Empty and calories. That's why, and that's why you got so much shit on the radio. Right. You know, man, uh, once again, bringing up Two Dogs David Hayes. Uh, hell, I guess we should have just had him on here, too. You yeah. know, as much as we're talking about him. But he has a good phrase that I, that I want to use right now. I'm almost still one of his catchphrases. He calls music like that empty calories. Exactly. And I think that's exactly yeah. right, man. It it quote unquote tastes good. It's sugary, you know. It's All quick. Right. It's easy. You pick it up, you know. But it it has no nutrients. It has no substance to it. Well, going know? up to like the Bush era. Okay. 
Which I, I first still bush say or second bush? Push first. First, okay. First. Uh, I still th- I still think that that is probably one of my favorite times for music. Is that when grunge? Whole, you had grunge. You had you had the industrial revolution. Right. You had rap, which I was, was about to say. Do not forget hip hop yeah, at this point, man. Rap, hip hop was becoming well, it was a a steamroller at was, that time. Yeah, it was going from very underground to the the prominent yeah. that is still and, and is it today. Hip hop was it was quality stuff. It, oh, it yeah. was it was a oh, substance. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Uh, and I think that had a lot to do with that era at that time in the era because sure. that Bush era was not a happy time. No, for 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 the urban areas where a lot of this hip hop music, right? Came. Or, well, or with man. everybody, you well, know, it anybody, was an angry right. time for music, and it reflected, and you could see that in that. But it was also a great time for hey, music because struggle sometimes does. Bring out that creativity. That's that's when you get your that's when you get your best stuff. Like they say, pressure brings you a diamond. Yeah. It, it really does, man. And you know, hip hop. Cause uh, you know, man, I'm, I'm a hip hop fan. I'm not as as big as a fan, let's say, as the Reverend Doctor is. You know, he, uh-huh. he is a connoisseur. You know, I, I am a fan, but you know, a lot of the older bands, I don't or groups, I don't get into a lot or know of a lot. But man, you know, you go back to like the LL Cool J's. You know, the Run DMCs. You know, well, Tupac's a little later. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little later, man. But uh, but you know you talk about those like pioneer hip hop groups, then you know obviously that made way for like NWA to come out, and even before NWA, you had the in my opinion maybe the one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest, Public Enemy. All right. You know, I mean, exactly. man, I mean Chuck D was a, a, a preacher, man. I mean, he's right. a prophet. You know, I mean, I'm pretty big fan, a pretty big fan of this group. You know, and then they went on, you know, to do their thing. And then NWA, Dr. Dre started mm-hmm. coming out, which I always considered Dr. Dre to be like Trent Reznor's spiritual. You know, yeah. uh, alter ego. Well, yeah, they all came from that uh, uh, Interscope. They did. You're right. Interscope right. was was God. That was, Interscope was it. Oh, at that, at that time, that time man, that, that Interscope was. was it. One of those few corporations that actually would give an artist yes. some some leeway. Yes. And, and back in that day, you would do that, man. There's actually a really great documentary out. I believe it's called "The Day the Music Died." Hey, are you familiar with this one? Again, I, I've heard it, but I haven't seen it yet. I've it, heard of. If you get a chance, you I think you would love it, man. So would you, Mike. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've watched it or not either. Probably the same with you, man. It's basically a, a hour and a half to two hour shit fest on Clear Channel. It's basically what it is. Right. But but it's for real, man. And it's got, uh, who's the guy from Talking Heads? David Brown? David Byrne. Byrne, Byrne, yes. He's on there. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it's him. And I might be getting my, my facts no, a little, the, you know, crossed yeah, here. But he, uh, just, just as a side note, he is one of those guys I really admire, too. Me, too. Just some of the stuff that he, he yeah. did. Because I know he's always been pretty outspoken with yeah. the, the corporate. Right. But as he was saying, and I think it was him, and I may be wrong, but he was like, back then, he was like, our first album wasn't that great. He was like, but the, the record company saw something in us and gave us that freedom, gave us that chance. Yeah. And by the time their third album came out, man, they were hit makers. Yeah. But it took two albums to kind of find their way, but the record companies would would give you that man they would nurture you that you know they would they would help you grow and then as as it got more corporate and it got more you know capitalist you know for what it's worth then they started like we got to have a hit you got to start turning out these hits so what they did is they brought in this woman real real pretty young woman could not sing to save her life and she knew it now this was all she knew she couldn't sing but they wanted to prove a point they're like we're going to get her in the studio because she had the look now, brother, she was gorgeous, beautiful. Mm-hmm. But they went in there and had a session band. Good band. Great, great talent. A lot of talent, you know, in this band. But they did a pop song. 
She recorded some vocals. They did their studio magic, did the auto-tune, this and that. Sounded like everything on the radio, and it sounded just like Britney Spears. It sounded... I don't want to say Christina Aguilera, because I actually am a fan of hers. You know, I do think she's I a like little... out. I, I, I do, man. I think she's a little outside of that just cookie-cutter pop stuff. Mm. But the point of the matter, or the point of the whole thing was, it's not real music. They just took this girl in there. She looked good. She was marketable. They did all the fancy magic in the studio, made a pop song that sounded right. just like everything else was out. Yep. And they're like, this is not right. Yeah. Manufactured yeah. music puzzle. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, that's yeah. it, man. And I just think, God, man, we're missing that. But once again, given the age that well, we're the, in with our technology, yeah. we can still get to that. Well, you know, let's let's go forward with that. You know, the Clinton era, definitely a party era. Oh, brother, era, for yeah. sure. Yes, that, was, yeah. that was definitely that was a party times, era, man. That was good times. <laughs> then you had, <laughs> but then you had, you had Bush number two. <laughs> And I, right, we can't I, get I can political. I, 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 I consider that. I consider that like the Patriot era. Yeah, yeah. You had a lot of strong pop country. Toby Keith. Yes. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Oh. A big yes, man. Uh, Lee Greenwood had a resurgence. You know? Right. <laughs> but you're right, man. You are right. But after that, it seemed like nothing. It just seems like I was. I don't want to say nothing because I also say in that era you you saw. More the American Idol, that's true. Stuff coming that's out, true. the X Factor stuff, that's true. Yeah. These you people seriously? that that were that were TV, the TV it was characters, they're pushing these these people out there. The it, Taylor T- Swifts, the the uh, Molly Cyrus, yeah, it, it, yes, man, yeah, Clay Aiken, yeah, right. Was Clay Aiken actually could sing. The, 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 I, and I I don't begrudge him anything, you know, for trying to have a career, sure, and, and sure. saying that he can sing. But don't sit there and tell me that this man who is, you know, I don't want to judge him too harshly, but he doesn't have a soul to be a pop singer, I mean yeah. a rock singer. He's Rick Ashley, man. And, and he's, he's not even a good Rick Ashley. No, no, not really. Awesome. He, he let me down, yeah. and, he, and I gave up on him, yeah. man. <laughs> and he, Never going to give you up. And he kind of hurt me, man, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> That's my purse. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what you're getting back to on the uh, the American it, Idol scenes and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. anything that's on TV now is a competition. Yeah. America's Got Talent, The Masked right. Singer, and lip syncing is not a fucking. Thing. <laughs> no, it's not, I'm man. Sorry. It's, hey, a, I, it's, as, it's as much as air guitar is. Yes, I mean you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey man, it's drumming in my car count on the stairs. Exactly. I I I hate those shows with a passion. I really, really. I mean, to the the point where I just really, I would like to shoot a television, but to pull an Elvis and just just shoot that son of a bitch, man. Another rock and roll, you know. But the point I'm trying to say is, there are still people like these guys that you find. Who are out there trying to make really yeah, music? Yeah. The the stuff we play here on their show on WTAU, man, these independent acts. Because yeah. man, there is some real talent out there. You know, I, I'm going to say this analogy for a show we have coming up, but new music to me is almost like pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You, you know, we're going to go into this analogy a lot deeper, and we have something planned for a little bit later on. It's out there, 
But my God, you gotta look for it. It yeah. is no longer presented to you. And I don't, I don't want to come off sounding like the old farts, like you know, you know, all do. new music. I, I sucks. do. Hell, I'll say no, it. Hey, wait over here, like, we got not, our Because it's not like you know we're we're the old farts and, and we are just not open to. We do and, try to keep open. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I really do. I do too. Man. You know, yeah. one of the few acts that I like that's been in the past ten years, man. You know, there there's not a whole lot going on, you know. But I like, um, oh god, what what am I forgetting her? You know, the the um, oh god, uh, <laughs> poker face. Uh, oh, Lady Gaga. Gaga. I, like Lady, I like I like I, I like I like Lady Gaga, man. To me, she was. Movie? Yeah, yes, it's board. good, it's man. Good. Not it is it. good. She should win the Oscar for that. She should dude. Well. She is to me. Good. She was like the the, the next Madonna. I agree that, with that. And, and that she, totally agree with she that. She has. She actually has talent. She actually she has. And and this is a word that you can't really throw around that much, but she actually has soul. Soul. Yeah. And you yeah. can soul. feel it in her music. Yeah. I see. I always kind of consider Christina Aguilera in the same vein, man. They had that soul. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. you can't really. Uh, you know, expect them not to be given a pop star, a pop, uh, what is it, princess status because mm-hmm. right. they have the looks. Right, I mean, right. Yeah. And she does have the production. That's something yeah. I like about her, man. She can dance. She can sing. She can play the piano yeah. well. And there's nothing well. wrong with somebody presenting. I mean, look at Prince's stuff. Hey, I mean, oh brother, great. Now, yeah. that man put wow. on shows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, entertainer. You think about that one uh, uh, halftime show for the Super Bowl? Man. Awesome. He I, pro- I probably God watched that. Call in a rain shower. Yeah. Right. He, only Prince could get God to get on yeah. cue with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I probably watched that about five times this week. Yeah, yeah. seriously, man. And we won't I, even yes, talk yes. about the, the lame shit that was on the last one. Oh. Well, see, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, what, where, where, where is this at now? Where, where is everything at right now? Dude, it's just so corporate now. I mean, that's how I look. It's so glossy, and it's and so you would think cutter, in this in know. this time and era with the Trump era, you know, not getting into politics, <laughs> but you would think it would have that effect on on music and, and and it being more out there. But then again, man, to me, Trump. And once again, could I you imagine political. Trump in, uh, brother? I can't George, imagine or, or George Seniors, Bush Seniors role. At that time, when when ministry and and, and I can't public hear. enemy coming out that time, do you not? I mean, I don't know, man. You talk about a, a musical uprising. Yeah, I mean, because we got a lot of good music anyway. With, but with, are we know. in such a a a locked in society like he's saying that that it, we have to do the searching for it? It's not yeah. going to come forth right. anymore, anymore like it used to. No. The, Every now and then, something would escape onto a radio station sure. that was decent. Sure, and you would sit there and wonder, how in the hell did that get? How right. did that happen? Yeah. Or even, even you know, or lesser evil, uh, the the MTV. Oh, oh yeah, hey, great yeah, analogy. Because yeah. we were exposed yeah. a lot to the M- MTV, you know, as far as music wise, you know, just alternatives. That was the first yeah. time I saw Tom Waits was on MTV. Oh, yeah. Right. And in fact, man, I think that very first song MTV played was, was on point, man. Video did kill the radio star because yeah. Tom Waits was an ugly motherfucker. Oh, guy. seriously. <laughs> and, and you cannot look at Tom Waits and see, I mean, I mean, he's done movies where he's played bad guys, heavies, yeah. and, oh, yeah, and yeah. zombies and shit. I mean, yeah. and, and, and it works. And it works because yeah. Tom freaking Waits. He didn't even have to put on makeup. Right. I mean, he just a, you're ready to go, and so well, I just got here. Yeah. Oh well, okay, yeah. get them on stage. Yeah. But I, like I say, and it, your eyes, I, I see your point so much because you see the struggle and strife from a political standpoint right. brings out good music or or more meaningful music, 
And now we've got so much that's just meaningless. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Mike, I'm even going to say, you know, by talking Trump, man, because even when Trump was first elected, not going whether I like him, dislike him, this or that, man. But my first thought was like, well, we are now officially in the age of reality television. Society is now, we're now fast food slash reality TV across the board. And that goes for our music, our television, even our movies. Fake news, fake music. Fake. <laughs> hey, man. So, I mean, right. for, I mean, fake I mean. Music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, that's a perfect term for I love fake. it. I love that, man. Fake news, fake music, bro. I love that, man. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get that trademark. Yeah. Man, that, that's perfect. The people want to produce something. That is, uh, I don't want to say palatable, but something that's just uh, consumable by a, a larger amount of people. It right. doesn't matter. It's McDonald's, it, man. It, it's, it's McDonald's. It's yeah. McDonald's. <laughs> it's McDonald's, man. It, it really is. A billion servers. It's yeah. fake music yeah. because it, there's, no, there's no meaning behind it. There's no soul behind nope. it. You know for a fact, if you listen to somebody who like Springsteen who writes a song. From the heart, From man. the heart. From the this heart. Man, this man will... will agonize over every line and every note yeah. and it, when it comes out if it's not right he'll change it yeah, yeah man yeah i mean you think about the guys uh the knopfler brothers in dire straits oh uh, yeah martin offler fired his brother because he wasn't pulling his damn talking about brothers hey, yeah, yeah, yeah there, there's right. another great but he example. wasn't yeah, yeah. Damn yeah. Yeah. he said he said when you hit that song he said you're not hitting that note he said well it's it's, it's in a you know crowd nobody's gonna notice get he your said, ass out fucking know that's the thing yeah. Yes. If you don't care about it enough to do it, don't right. do it. They just don't do it, man. And now you just got to turn them out. All these songs sound the same. You know, it's so funny. I was reading an article where it says science is now proven that today's music sucks. Right. <laughs> it, they really did. It really is. They, they, they went through this, like, algorithm or whatever where they figured out that all the current top 40 songs that are out, all the pop songs, have very similar beats, very similar tempos, very similar music styles. We're back in, like... You know, man, like, think about, like, Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, mm -hmm. think about Freebird. Think about, you know, some of these other songs that had all these melodies and different arrangements and stuff. That was considered top 40 in the 70s, 60s, yeah. even, you know, in the, into the 80s. Now it all has these same beats. It all has, it's, it's all computerized, man, which is my big problem with hip-hop today. Oh. Because one thing that I always loved about hip-hop was you had people that were coming in very poor environments mm -hmm. that didn't couldn't afford instruments and hell if they could who's going to teach them to play right you know that's one thing man I mean you're talking about people coming from the damn hoods and shit man they didn't have a lot what they did have was turntables and records right and what was about these records and I forget what DJ old school DJ man it might even been like DJ Herc or something I can't remember old school he said, man, these DJs couldn't play music, but they knew the music, and they knew it well. Right. And they said, even, man, and I loved what this guy said. He was like, hip-hop is probably the most American form of music because we borrow from all the previous forms of music, man. A good hip-hop DJ could take a jazz record mm -hmm. and, and turn that shit into a beat, man. Right. Uh, but you still had that soul, and you also had a message. Now hip-hop is all computer-generated beats. Auto-tune. It's all auto-tune. And they're, and they're <laughs> rapping about about stupid bullshit, man. I got chains. I got cars. I got hoes. Yeah. Hoes and money, man. Yeah. And, and I just don't... And drug, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and drug, I yeah, think yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think, you know, and, and we talk Trap about subgenres, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, all yeah. the time. Yeah. I think, you know, some of that is, is good for its own subgenre. Sure. But as a mainstream, it just... It just doesn't, it doesn't appeal. It doesn't appeal to do you, me. Do you, does anybody see a a light at the end of this dark, dark, dark tunnel? I do. I do. And, brother, we just played two songs from that light. 
I do, man. I, I think, I think, man, I think independent music can have a resurgence. But even television really now sucks so Oh, bad. man, dude. There's so little. Is there Very anything, little, man. Is there anything on what you guess you would call network television that's any good anymore? No. I mean, I tried to watch something the other night, and I'm sitting there going, this is the same storyline from yeah. the same thing <laughs> yeah. from like 15, 20 years, years ago. Years ago, man. It's all recycled. There was an it's all recycled. There was a show that, that failed yeah. on uh, CBS about, uh, it was a stupid crime-solving show. He, she's a cop, he's a professor bullshit. <laughs> well, like, like you had back in the day, right. you know. And uh, there was a, a, a person who was murdered who was from the Amish country. And, and how the person from the Amish country got to New York was bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> By carriage. And then at the very That's end That's how he got it, to New York. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the very end of it, they, uh, they go back to this Amish boy's parents and they take a, a DVD player of him where they recorded him playing a piano because he'd wanted, uh, he'd wanted to be a piano player at Juilliard. Right. You can go find, and this was another show, that actually had some funny stuff in it, Bones. An exact yes, same yes. episode. Right, right. An exact same ending. It's yeah. the same thing. It's recycled. It's it, it, yeah. it was recycled it's exactly. Recycled. I mean, they didn't they didn't try to yeah. to to cover it up a little bit. It was they basically just said, "Well, this is good. We'll just Let, let's just this. let's just change the names." And, I, right. and I'm sitting there going, "Why do you do that? Do yeah. you not see?" Well, and, and going back to music, man, dude. If you take like let's say a Katy Perry song, let's say a who who else is out, man? That's real popular now. Like Nick, Nicki Minaj, maybe. Yeah. Let's say and you play like some of their hits back to back, and you take the vocals out, I'm not gonna be able to tell you. No. I, I yeah, mean, yeah. I, you know, what I'm I cannot discern who whose song that is. It is, man. Not, even with the vocals, well, I about can't because there's it out. nothing, nothing that that I, I can pick out or identify from that song. That okay. This is this person playing. This. Exactly, man. There's, there's exactly. not, there's not musicianship. There's not, exactly. there's, no, there's that's not, not value. Right. And, well, and you know, when I'm going to, I'm going to argue that point slightly. I do think there is musicianship, but man, that musicianship is all just a handful of players. That's the thing, man. I think I, I remember reading somewhere where all the hits we hear are written by like one or two people in, 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 in that scene, in that music scene. So the musicianship is, I mean, these session players are. Good musicians. There are good session players. They are really good, man. But mm-hmm. the writers and the players are all they're they're the same people on all right. the same tracks. If you're lucky enough to get those players, man, because a lot of it's computer uh, computer generated as well. Computer generated is, is can hurt a lot of it. I'm, and, Absolutely. And, and I'm one of those people who has who has seen that there's value in computer generated music sure. sometime sure. because that's, nails. You're, you're exactly you're trying mm-hmm. to you're trying to to uh, make a. Uh, musical point with something that you have sure. and you can do that with a computer and sure. not necessarily a guitar player and you can do that same thing every time right but to sort of let computers take over that's the thing man instead yeah. of being maybe like a little bit of icing on the cake it's the whole cake now right. yeah. with, with the musicianship being the sprinkles right. you know and it used to not be like that yeah. man and I think once again kind of going back to one of our original points about people making music on their own I think you lose that dude in other words man let's say Let's look at Beat It. Let's just look at Beat It for Michael Jackson. Eddie Van Halen plays that solo. Eddie Van Halen's nowhere on that album being acknowledged. When you heard that song, you knew that was Eddie Van Halen. Yes. Right. You yeah. know, in fact, uh, Van Halen tells a, fu- a funny story when his interviews that he was in a music store or he was doing something. This was back in that day, and he overheard some people talking. Beat It came on, and one of the people said, oh, man, listen to that guy trying to rip off Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> 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 but it was, a- but that's my point, man. You knew 
Yeah. That if it wasn't Eddie Van Halen, it was somebody trying awfully hard. Right. You know, but yeah. he still had that oh, personality. Yeah. yeah. You know. And I think a lot of it is personality yeah. as as the musicianship goes. It goes. And I tell you guys, we are starting to kind of get a little toward maybe toward the end of the show. We you know, we starting to get to the to the midnight hours, I like we to could, say. We could probably go five hours. Oh, dude. Or this yeah. easy. oh there will be a volume three. Yeah. <laughs> there will be a volume. In fact, I've already got the, the artwork worked up for volume yeah. three. Nice. Just so you know, man, I'll be sending that to you guys at some point this week. Just All to kind right. of start, you know, get a little hyped up for it. But, you know, Wayne, last time you was in, man, we had a uh, top three threes for you. Right. Now, uh, I got a top three for you guys. Uh, well, Mike, maybe okay. not maybe not for right. you, brother. Okay. Puzzlers, I'm not <laughs> even going I'm not even going to ask for Puzzlers. You get left out on this? Uh, maybe. Now, you can participate right. if you want we'll to, see. man. But yeah. I know for sure me and Wayne got, got some talking okay. to do here. And I'm going to ask you first, Mike, and you can you can pass it if you okay. want to pass it. <laughs> top three Warren Zevon songs. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let me see. Uh, top three. Werewolves in London. Werewolves Where, in London. Yeah. Let's see. Werewolves. Live. Of. <laughs> the remix. Number two, of. <laughs> London. And number three, London. Once again. There you go. <laughs> Puzzworth, you even want to give it a shot? I did, Puzzworth, like, no. I did not get to catch up on, on a lot of stuff I, I'd wanted to listen to. Dude, I'm telling you, man. My, uh, I'm, I'm going to get mine first, Wayne, because yeah. I've, I've had three weeks to think about this. Right and we don't have the Jeopardy music today either. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It got kind of screwed yeah. up on the sampler. We may look it up on the phone, though. Uh, well, first of all, honorable mention. Uh, I'm just going to start with album one side and want to work on my way down. You, right know, you know, that's the honorable mention. No, nah, man, I, I, it was hard for me to break it down to three. Right. You know, um, but I do have this. My, my honorable mention was was number three up until yesterday. And I went back and I listened to these two songs back to back, try to figure out what's going to get honorable mention, which one's going to get my number three. My honorable mention is Indifference of Heaven, the acoustic oh, version. Yeah. Um, one thing, man, and I know we we been, we haven't talked a lot about Warren today on this Devon no, show. No, we really I, haven't. I, I apologize. <laughs> no, I, that ain't on you, brother. That's... That's just how it does here in the Pug Cave, man. We, we're lucky to get 10 minutes of our subject, usually. <laughs> um, but for me, man, what always kind of set Warren apart was, was, for one, was his vocal style. Very unique. Some people, it's very off-putting. Some people don't like it, you know, and I get that, man. It's not for everybody. Right. To me, I always gravitated toward that deep, kind of cynical, you know. But one, the other thing about Warren that really drew me to him was his, his songwriting ability. Mm-hmm. No one, in my opinion, can write a song like Warren Zevon, man. Nobody can. And that goes for Ronnie Van Zandt. Everybody has their different styles. But, but to me, Warren just was so cynical, dark, but funny, yeah. upbeat. And there was always a light at the end of the tunnel. And that tunnel could be dark and dreary and just, God, man. But Warren just could write these songs and these lyrics. And, and something, sometimes he just had a line in a song. that would just set it off. And that's what brings me back to the indifference of heaven. Dude, let, let me just recite this line from memory. I had a girl. She, I know you know it, Wayne. I had a girl. She left town. Okay, that's pretty basic, you know. Town burned down. Nothing left but the sound of the front door closing forever. What Warren Zevon's saying, man, is not only did this chick leave his, his house, not only did she leave town, she burnt the son of a bitch down, and the only thing you could hear in his town, in his world, the only thing left was that sound of that front door. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, man. that's a great, it's a great it line. It's a great line. It's a great song, and especially that song is acoustic. It's yeah. just I'll him. 
Listen to it later, man. It's a great one, man. It is, dude. In fact, we'll put some links up. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lyricists are poets, man. They really, they are. really are. And Warren was, if not the greatest poet, he was one of them. He really man. was. So I'm going to get in my top three. Number three is Genius. Uh-huh. That one was right there, man, back to back. But I love the, the orchestration of that song because right. Warren did all the music for that as well. And it showed his uh, work as a composer as well as a songwriter. Great mixture of the two, man. Uh, and it's how did he put it on Letterman? Uh, a, a very modestly titled song, right? You know, the name of the song was Genius. You Genius, know, yeah. yeah. Still had that sense of humor about right. it. Uh, I love it, man. I can't go into the lyrics as much as Indifference of Heaven, but it's a, a great song, great music. Music. Uh, number two is Mohammed's Radio. Oh yeah. Uh, featuring a young, unknown, unsigned Stevie Nicks on background vocals at wow. the time, man. Yeah, they were roommates. Lindsey, Stevie, and Warren Zevon were all roommates before uh, Fleetwood Mac came around. Well, Fleetwood Mac was around, but before they right. joined Fleetwood Mac. And my number one man is Desperados Under the Eaves, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. That, in fact, Wayne, there's a, uh, uh, you know, you're just talking about TV shows a little bit ago. There's a show called True Detective on HBO. Are you familiar with, with I, it? I, I haven't seen the the new episodes have started. Yes. But I haven't had a chance to catch up with them yet. They're so far so good, man. In fact, I'm loving it. They actually played Desperados Under the Eve no as their outro oh, song good. last week. And I was like, holy shit, man, we're doing the Zevon episode wow. next week. And they, it caused I the, will definitely check it out now. It is so good, man, because I want no spoilers, obviously, no spoilers. But there's a scene, the last scene shows the sun standing behind these trees. And it says, don't the sun look angry through the trees is where it starts in. And it plays it out to the, to the end of the song, to the humming begins. Oh getting goosebumps and I'm like holy shit dude I mean if this wasn't one of my favorite shows yet it is now yeah. I'll have to check it it is great man but Desperado's Under the Eaves dude I just I to me that's his Freebird that's his yeah that was his song right um, great song man I just I can't put anything above it one of my favorite songs of all time it, it is a great song great. it is a great song I, I have I have so many favorites of his I, I do like Sentimental hygiene. I guess yeah. honorable mention for me right there. That's a good one. Yeah. And just because it's such an odd song that I really do that will make me just sort of listen to it a lot was uh, "Gorilla, You're a Desperado." Yeah, man, that's a great song. I love that song. If you Catchy. ever get a chance to listen to that one, it's a funny song. It's got a deeper meaning like say, everything yeah. he has, but it's funny. Uh, and uh, uh. Because the gorilla punched him in the face and stole his glasses yeah, and took over his identity. Yeah, he says, took the keys to my BMW, left me here to take his place. place yeah. And he goes on and says, I'm sorry, my apartment's a mess. Yeah, to the gorilla. <laughs> he stole the glasses right off my face you wow. know, and, and went to you know do his thing. And it's, it's just a great song. And, and, and like I say, we can go into the deeper meaning on another level because I've thought about it before. But that Gorilla, You're a Desperado is one of those songs. And I liked, uh, you talk about lines from a song. Do you remember the, the song that this line came from? I'm sitting here playing solitaire with my, my pearl handled deck. But the county I won't give me no more methadone. And they cut, cut off your welfare check. Yeah. That's Carmelita. Man, covered by the one and only Gigi Allen, G. G. bro. Gigi Allen, right. <laughs> I always got to bring that up when I hear Carmel. Yeah. Hey, you, you, and it's a good, he actually did a good he version. He actually did. I right. didn't like Gigi Allen, no, but that was neither. a good version. But that, that song, it, when he does it, and I've heard uh, Jackson Brown actually Jackson did a good Brown. cover yes, of it. Jackson Brown, yes he did, yes he did, yes. And as one of his uh, uh, newer songs that he did, I liked uh, I Was in the House When the House, house Burned, burned down. down. That's a good one. And I loved that song. 
Now, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to miss a lot of the other songs that he did, but those I think could be my top three. Those right are some great choices, man. And you know, just talking about some of his um, lyrics, you know, one song we haven't talked about. It's not my top three, man. Probably not even in my top ten, to be honest with you. But the lyrics was uh, to Mister Bad Example. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's some of my favorite, man. It was. The song itself is eh, it's it's good. It, it's good, but it's not it, it's not his normal good musical quality. Right, but those lyrics. But the lyrics are awesome. Right. You know, I'm Mr. Bad Example, and it's just just talk about stealing money from the church. Right, you know, got got a job laying carpet. I laid carpet and housewives by the score. You yeah. know, he's talking about he would go do the carpet and do the wow. housewife. Right, I mean, yeah, stealing yeah. money under the cummerbund of his church clothes. Right, you know? and it's just a great, you know. I don't want to say bad guy song, sort of like an outlaw song. But kind of. Yeah. But kind of, it kind of glorifies that, that bad behavior. That outlaw, that outlaw behavior. Uh, and, and, you know, standing outside the law and, you know, just sort of looking back and saying, yeah, I'll fuck you. Yeah, man, yeah. really, yeah. man, that's it. And, and, and all with a pretty upbeat. Uh, it and it was upbeat, but it upbeat. wasn't, like I say, it wasn't as good musically. I think right. he, I think he's kind of missed it on that, but like I say, he's a, he's entitled to miss one, one. Yeah, but the lyrics did make up, but not enough to really put it on a playlist. No, no, I, I'm. It's not something you're gonna sit around and want. Just no, to right. it. no, but if you hear it, you go, oh, I'm gonna I, I to do that. like it, and I'll be honest with you, Wayne. His acoustic live version is pretty good. It is, I, and you know, man, that's one thing. I, I remember when I bought the album, Learning to Flinch. Oh, you yeah. know, Learning to Flinch is an acoustic live album with mm-hmm. Warren Zevon. It's just Warren and an acoustic guitar or a, or a piano. You're right, uh, and that's it. Now, man, when I first bought that cassette tape, kind of putting a little bit of age on me here, but when I yeah. bought that cassette tape, I was with Brian Turner, my brother. Oh, yeah. We were in the mall, and I, I was like, man, I'm going to pick up a Warren Zevon tape. So I, I saw this Learning to Flinch, and I'm like, oh, man, it's got all the hits on here. It was a live album, but it never said live. You know, I thought it was the greatest hits compilation. So I put it in. Brian's like, yeah, go ahead and put it in the tape deck. I was so disappointed. Uh. I was like, this, that was me. That was right. me. And Brian started screwing with me. He's like, oh, man, you wasted your money. You know, just getting on me. He's like, he's like, fine. He's just getting on me, dude. <laughs> you know? And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I gave it another listen. Another listen. It is probably, it may be my favorite. It's one of my favorite live albums it, it of all time. It is a good one. It is, it is good. really good because you get his soul. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Difference of Heaven is on that album. And it's, it's like I said, that's one of those songs that you can, we were talking about earlier, something that will just bring a, a lump to your it throat does. or something like that. Because it's just so simple. Yeah. But it's complex in its, in its lyricism and... Uh, yeah, man, it just, but I'll just never forget getting into Valley Hills Mall. Oh, yeah. Me and Brian are riding back to right. to, to Lincoln. I put it in, and Brian, just, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I'm like, I got got. Well, yeah, I got, I thought, I thought I got burned, man. And like I said, Brian didn't make it any better. He's, ah, oh, you're a fire, man. You bought a stupid tape, man. You could have bought ACDC. You know, just like, man, just, you know, yeah. just messing with me, man. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I was so disappointed man but i gave it another chance and then before i knew it it became one of my all-time favorite albums ever because it really did capture warren at his best and i think that was just him an acoustic or a piano and his lyrics man yeah. and, and and the crowd and the crowd awesome. you know. well guys man i think we're about uh, to go ahead and start wrapping this thing up guys uh, too short too short too very bad but <laughs> yeah. we do have one more song man we're actually going to end this oh, week's okay. show yeah. with a song uh we haven't done that yet so, uh, Wayne, I'll be honest with you, brother. When I heard this one, I thought of you. Oh, good. And uh, I even, well, we about played it last week. 
And I even sent Mikey the link and said, hey, man, here's a song, what do you think? And Mikey's like, dude, you need to wait for Wayne. All yeah. right. And uh, I was like, because, you know, and I'm like, I think you're yeah. right, dude, because and I heard it, I'm like, I think Wayne would really dig this one. Uh, this band is actually out of Finland, and you're going to trip out when you hear the song. And be like Finland, because yeah. it sounds like it's, it sounds like it's so it's kind of got a southern rock vibe to it. But anyway, before I say the name of this band, I'm probably going to screw up the name. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard it first on WTAU on, on P Ridge Nation, Papa Jack, and I'm like, oh damn man, how do I pronounce this name? So I'm listening for Papa Jack to say it right, dude. I was like, God damn it, because he gets to it, he's like, yeah, we well, just heard this song, and now. Uh, the name of the song is Superman. I'll go ahead and put right. that out there. And the name of the band is, oh boy. And I'm like, no, no, man, no, no. He was like, he was like, let me see if I can get this along. Oh shit, Papa Jack, no, man. So I think we're kind of under the impression the name of the band is the U Pisadian band. Pisadian, Pisadian. They gave me permission right. to play their damn song, and I can't right. get the name right, man. That's right. I hope you enjoy it because we may never be able to play it again. <laughs> But it's you, Pisadian or Pisadian, something like that. I'll put links. They to their... sound straight like they're from Alabama. They really do, or, man. Or, 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 or Mississippi. I think, yeah. Until you hear their band name, it's like okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> and I went, are... I went to email them or message them on Facebook. It's like English or Swedish or whatever. And I was like, well, shit, man, I better go with English. Right. But uh, I, I, I hope I got their name right. Yeah. But anyway, guys, Wayne, before we play the song, we shut it down for today. Thank you again. Yes, again. This, dude. Yeah. Man, I, I don't even know what to say, bro. You Thank guys you so are awesome. much. I appreciate you having me. That's just awesome. Well, like I said, brother, you you are one of our spiritual co-hosts. <laughs> as yeah. I always said, uh, our first guest and our first repeat guest. Yes. And uh, you will be back again, brother. Like I said, yeah, I've already definitely. got the artwork for our next show in the in the pipeline. I don't do that shit, man. Usually, I wait yeah, for yeah, a week yeah. or two, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. okay, man, we don't even know. This is probably gonna be some months down the line, right. but. It's ready to go. Yeah. Thank you again, Wayne, man. Thank you guys for having hey. me. I really appreciate it. This was great, man. Uh, P-Dub, you got anything you want to end us with, brother? I don't know. Be <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Like, let's get out of here so we can drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. P-Dub's like, little motherfucker. I got shit to do today. I got to catch up on some drinks. <laughs> Well, Mikey, brother, you got anything you want to end this with, man? Man, I know. Just uh, it's always, it's always a blast. Yeah, man. this one, always, a, always, 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 man. Always. But this one, brother, like I said, Wayno, man, brother, when you come to the show, our rent goes up. Listen to it like that, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, for you, sure, you, you definitely does. Yep. Like I said, again, if you got any questions, anything like that, put them on the YouTube Absolutely. Uh, comment section or the Facebook, and we'll try to get you on. Yeah, there. man. Yeah, let us know what you guys are thinking. And once again, if you like these songs you're hearing, like them. If you really like them, share them, man. Hey, somebody that don't listen to the podcast may like these songs, man. Exactly. And you're shitting on them. Right. Don't You can shit on us, man. That's cool. Yeah, Just don't uh, shit on them. Yeah. Especially Pudsworth. <laughs> shit on him. Shit on Pudsworth all you want, man. Shit on him, dude. I mean, it'll be oh, an yeah, improvement. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of into that stuff. <laughs> okay, y'all. Okay. We're hey, all right, all right. Y'all have a good one. Once again, the name of the the name of the band, well, I hope, is Eupasadian Band or Eupasadian Band. The name of the song is Superman Wayne. Thank you again for being here. Puzzler, thank you, brother. Mike, as always, brother, thank you. And until next week, y'all have a good one.
Got to go. This has been a great event. There's some people out here that hate us for this. 